Welcome to the Save Room, your safe haven for gaming news and discussion. My name's Kevin. And my name is Daniel. And this is episode 74. Wow. Coming at you October 12th. You nailed it. 2019. Didn't have to ask me Halloween. what the date was. <laughs> it's Halloween. <laughs> day 12 of Halloween. Day, t- <laughs> day 12 of Halloween watch. There's been pumpkins outside. <laughs> the season is alive, dude. I'm feeling it. The season is it. alive. Oh, goodness. The trees are changing colors and shit. It's mm, fucking I love great. It. Fall is your favorite season, right? Fall is definitely my favorite season. And for spending like 20-something years in Florida, we didn't really get to feel it. I felt a little bit in Gainesville when like the chill would kind of crawl in on like a late September, early October night. But here you really feel it. Oh, yeah. You feel like a fucking breeze wall. mm -hmm. Because like I got back from, spoilers, New York. And I I was like, what the fuck? fuck is happening here it's like 32 degrees mm-hmm. yeah the week you came back it hailed too on top of that it was ridiculous it made me so sad because like i came back to dreary ass um washington and the entire time i spent a week in new york and i really like the east coast what, what did you say daniel east coast is beast coast east coast is beast coast because everybody's yeah. like oh west coast best coast and you're like we need something better for it first of all i want to dispel that that vision that, that's such a blanket statement right mm. when people say best coast west coast they mean california yeah typically they don't mean the fucking pnw <laughs> they don't mean right? alaska home of seasonal <laughs> depression <Yeah. laughs> okay that's not what they're talking about but New York was cool. I liked it. We were in the big city. Went to New York Comic Con. Oh yeah, big Comic Con. How was yeah, that? Um, I think I'm done with conventions. <laughs> what Pax wasn't telling enough for you? It was. It was. Uh, he needed one more. Yeah, it was the prequel, and <laughs> and the, the the main event uh, basically told. Dude, there's so many fucking people. Mm. So many fucking people. It triggers my anxiety, which has only gotten worse. You have anxiety at my that. age. Yeah. Oh. No, it was crowded as fuck. There was a bunch of people there. I know it's cool for a lot of people, but I always try to give give my friends in such context. I went out there with my boy Earfond, mm-hmm. and I remember one day I was just like, I hate conventions, and he like he looked at me all like jilted. And I'm like, No, 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 dude. This was my job for like three plus years. Yeah, I don't think people remember that or understand that about you, especially right. people who know you only from out here. I know. know. <laughs> I fucking have seen it all. Yeah. I'm seeing the same exhibitors that I've seen before, you know, like the t-shirt towers mm-hmm. and, and you know, sad guys with their comic books and stuff and the same goddamn spots every year. And I'm just like, I can't. I can't. Did any of them like recognize you? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Somebody wow. asked where you were. No. Uh-huh. No, that's not true. Yeah, no, that's true. Somebody was like, hey, where's your uh, where, where's your life partner? <laughs> where's your life partner? Was it... Uh, what's it was Quincy. Name? Okay, it was, it was Quincy. Quincy. Yeah, yeah. God damn it, Quincy. I was like, yeah, you didn't come out here. Okay, you said that, and I thought it was a joke. Yeah. And I was like, no, he would be the one to make that jab. He would. Yeah. He would. Okay. But yeah, cool things. Um, maybe I should mention here, we got a... So they had Avengers playable there, right? Yeah. Is there a subtitle to that fucking... No, it's just like... The Avengers Project or Avengers game. Crystal Dynamics. Square Enix. Marvel's The Avengers Square Enix. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and they announced something that made all of the comic book uh, neckbeards very mad. <laughs> very much so. Uh, Camilla Khan, mm-hmm. also known as Miss Marvel, is going to be the sixth playable character in it. And apparently they're considering her basically the protagonist of it. Which is awesome. And people are like, I'm canceling my pre-order. Yeah, people got so mad about it. They're like, I was interested into the, in this game up until this point. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, we just uh, fine-combed you assholes out of away from it. Now we can a- actually have good discourse yeah. about this game if you don't buy it. It's, it's going to be great. It's cool. I don't know much about Kamala Khan or Miss Marvel. I know she had a recent introduction into like the comic runs, but I think it's cool that like uh, she is a huge fan of the Avengers, and then she gets her power on like the so-called Avengers Day. Uh-huh. Um, and she was she was around for a while though. I thought was uh, she? Yeah, yeah. Kamala Khan. 
Miss Marvel, yeah. Okay. She's been around. She didn't come from a TV show or anything. She no, no, comic, comic run. Yeah, That's yeah, what yeah. I said. Like, she, during a more recent comic run. Yeah, maybe. I think she's a part of the, the Ultimate Avengers mm-hmm. that turned into, now it's a normal. You know, I can't really keep fucking yeah, track of it. there's so many it, different threads. But I do remember reading her individual, like, her origin threads, and they were great. Mm-hmm. And I forgot who did it. God, isn't it um Matt Fraction's spouse? What's her name? Kate something. Oh, wow. Fact check me, fact check me, fact check me. Kelly Sue DeConnick is his wife. Okay. I think she did the the first runs of Miss Marvel. Um, let's see, Captain Marvel, Miss Marvel, Marvel, Miss Marvel. Okay, Marvel. sorry. Cover dated nineteen seventy seven. Okay, interesting. Okay, wait, what? Nineteen seventy seven. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, the first appearance of Miss Marvel was in nineteen, but not Kamala Khan. No, so Kamala Khan. Her first appearance was in Captain Marvel number fourteen in August of twenty thirteen. Yeah. So yeah, she's fairly recent fucking six years old at this point well, in, in terms of the lineage of comics and marvel comics listen you know, dude it's been let, let, let's think about how el camino versus breaking bad looks like within six years <laughs> it's true people Look, be looking old looking a little okay. jolly there mr um, uh mr., uh jesse, jesse clemens yeah jesse clemens man people are up in arms about it but it is true it's like yo he didn't look like that when he died. No. He looked <laughs> he like a slim like that. sociopath. I know. Yeah. All right. This is all filth. We're getting besides the point mm-hmm. here. So when I was in New York, cool place. I liked it. I missed it. Maybe we should move back to the East Coast. We can't afford it. Well, we can't afford New York. We could afford East, like if we wanted to go to... Yeah, if we wanted to move to like Virginia yeah. or like the Carolinas, I, I think don't we could live do, pretty... I don't want to do any of those things, actually, <laughs> yeah. now that you mentioned it. No, New York is super cool, mm-hmm. but um, me, me and my boy Irfan, we went to go see Joker... We saw Joker okay. in New York City, which was an eerie thing because, mm. like, it's supposed to be Gotham, but it's straight up fucking New York that they filmed him, like, 70s New York. And, um, you know, there's a lot of controversy. Well, first of all, I fucking hated the movie. Okay. <laughs> I don't like that movie at all. Everyone's <laughs> calling it brilliant. I think it's, it, it is, um, I read it best. It is a dumb movie's version of what they think an artsy film is. And that's exactly mm. it, right? Is that just because, like, Todd Phillips, like, wrote and directed it? more yeah okay like if it was in a more confident director and writer's hands maybe it would have had a little more bite or or even even like maybe having a more focused message because you're not sure like are you condemning joker's actions or are you kind of glorifying and like it refuses to make any statement and therefore it's just like uh this is a confusing mess that's Mm. uncomfortable throughout but interesting the, the controversy surrounding this film daniel is that people think that Certain individuals watching this film will have a mixed message from it, right? That it might incite some violence because of what it's depicting and how it depicts mental health and kind of the messaging behind it. Mm -hmm. Now, for me, it's like I feel like a person needs to have that in them. And there could be external factors that kind of instigate certain things in a person. But, Mm -hmm. like, you already have to be that way, you know, have violent tendencies or, you know, those uncouth thoughts. Yeah, sure. We've talked about that before. We've talked about that before. And I was like, it's it's ridiculous that a Todd Phillips film could elicit any kind of emotion (laughs) out of a person (laughs) beyond bewilderment. But I watched it, and I don't know if that's true, because I walked away feeling a certain way, dude. Mm -hmm. Like eerie, or... No, no, not eerie, not violent. I want to... I want to become a comedian. You want to become a comedian? I want to do stand-up. Okay. 
So I decided to write up an entire stand-up act. Okay. But since I only know one thing in my life, mm-hmm. games, okay. I'm going to become the gamer's comedian. The gamer's you know comedian. Oh, we don't have one I'm of those I'm going to be a stand-up gamer, okay. dude. So like, I thought I would practice some material on the safe room sure. because okay. you're all strapped in here. Uh, it's our podcast. <laughs> and we can do what we want. He said he was going to do something <laughs> new and so I was going <laughs> to have to deal with I, it. I do need some help from you. I wrote out some material, okay. but I need you to basically introduce me. Should I? So the, here you go. <laughs> and then I'll, I'll i'll launch into the act do i have to insert like a laugh track in here somewhere um yeah okay <laughs> just to do it yeah 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 no it's good okay um so what, what's a what's the name of a comedic venue uh the the laugh house the laugh house <laughs> okay so here we are it is saturday afternoon at the laugh house and i want to welcome somebody special to the stage our next performer comes from orlando florida he calls himself a lifelong gamer and a lifelong lover please welcome kevin pape Hey, what's going on, everybody? Woo! Thank you, Daniel. Thank you. Yeah. My name's Kevin. Uh, yeah, as you may have heard, I am a gamer. Uh, that feels good to let out and admit, finally. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's been a lifelong aff- affliction. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, I got some jokes uh, f- for... Whew, I'm bombing already. Uh, I got some jokes for you. Um, Get off the stage. Uh, yeah, yeah, for, for sure you too. Uh, okay, let's work through it, work through it. What did Arthur Fleck do? Oh, he laughed uncontrollably. Ah-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha-ha. No, it's not working for me. Okay, uh, joke one. I think the toughest thing about being a gamer is all this oppression. Like, I had to throw a match of Black Ops the other night. My teammates are like, what gives? And I said, I was feeling oppressed. I had to log off. And they said... I think you mean depressed. And that made me sad because I couldn't believe my own teammates would oppress me like that. There we go. There Isn't we that go. what the opposite of Black Ops dance? Hey, for? I'm doing an act. Oppression. I'm doing, I'm doing an act. <laughs> I'm a heckler. If you could just, okay, thank you. Go get some rum. <laughs> All right, I got some more jokes. Uh, I think my perfect woman is like an OG PlayStation 3. Thick and backwards compatible with PS2 games. <laughs> Wow, no, it's real, man. (laughs) Dating's hard out here, man. Dating's especially hard for a gamer. I mean, trying to date gamer girls is impossible, man. It's not enough to like a girl these days. You have to like and subscribe. Oh. There we go. Okay, okay. All right. No, I'm not kidding. I asked a gamer girl for a number the other day, and she said it was exclusive to the Epic Game Store. (laughs) (laughs) Fuck. Hey, Daniel, Bloodborne. I love Bloodborne. That's a great fucking game, huh? Love that game. Go crazy on that game. You know, I was actually talking uh, the other day with uh, Hideaki Miyazaki, right? And I asked him, so hey, Miyazaki, are you working on Bloodborne too? And here's what he says to me. He says, Watashi no ai kara datayaki, which in English is, get out of my house. (laughs) I got one more joke for you. One one last joke, guys. Randy Pitchford. All right, thank you. (laughs) Thank you, everybody. And that was Kevin Pape, everybody. Give him a round of applause. Get the fuck out of here. Uh Oh. Are you paying me? <laughs> no. Well, you... We're paying you in beer tickets. Do I want stage Because that's how left? we pair comedians. Oh, okay, good night. <laughs> I decided to do that to Okay, you. that was interesting. I was, was very interesting. excited. You know, yeah. for all the times I've subjected you to, like, quick game show Just segments. Fucking games, yeah. I, d- I deserve this. Listen, man, I think I have a career. I think you got right? something. The gamers comedian. We'll call up Nick Scarpino. We'll get you on one of his fucking lists. Right. Yeah, he'll get you right, at the right, laugh right. house. I just got to talk about finger blasting, and then I'm, uh, I'm, on, I'm on his venue. I'm on his ticket, right? <laughs> yeah. <sighs> what is this show? <laughs> it's the Save Room, man. Tell them what we're about. <laughs> oh, goodness. The Save Room, Daniel, is the only video game podcast that hasn't caved to Chinese economic pressure. Because we don't make any money. 
Chinese or otherwise. <laughs> you can find us on SoundCloud.com slash The Save Room Show or Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, apparently. I don't know. I haven't checked in a while. Mm. Uh, definitely not CastBox. Yeah, I'm not even going to... We've been cast from that box, let me tell you that. (laughs) And RSS feeds around the internet. Nice, dude. Got them all. Mm-hmm. Nice. I did okay. one. You did. I'm, I did one. I'm hitting it. You know, you want to wait for for I'm a week. I'm sober today. I'm sober today. <laughs> <laughs> one day sober. Yeah. Okay. Where else can they find us? Though? They can also find us on uh, the streaming space over at Twitch.tv, uh, where you can also find Donald Trump these days. Yeah, it's a weird one, yeah. huh? It's his campaign thing. They're doing the same thing that Bernie did, right? Mm-hmm. Which is just like it's not actually Bernie. Mm-hmm. It's his stooges spouting his like values and all yeah. that. It's better for Bernie. I like Bernie. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trump. I I can't imagine what kind of fucking shit show is. It? I don't even want to know. Are they just going to, like... They're going to stream as impeachment. They're just going to stream fucking Fox News, right? (laughs) I mean, minus Shep. Yeah. Well, you can find Kevin making gaming great again over at twitch.tv slash the red (laughs) herb. Edit that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, man. Uh, I've been streaming some shit. I, I've actually streamed a little bit of that new Zelda joint. Because uh, I picked that up before my trip to New York. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, I mentioned New York. I went to new, the Nintendo store as well. That was oh, you got me a, like a sick Zelda shirt. Yeah, I got you a sick Zelda yeah. shirt. I wanted to get you uh, the, the mini Amiibo mm-hmm. for Link from the new game. And then I remembered the moment before I picked <laughs> it up, he fucking hates this design. Yeah, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of it. Like, yeah. I like the art style overall, but I don't like the character design. Gotcha. Is yeah. it is it the dead shark eyes? Yeah, I think that's what it is. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, some people think it's mm-hmm. cute as fuck that he can't emote with his eyes, but whatever. Yeah. Some people are so He emotes with his sword. Some people think Joker's good. Listen, we can't agree with everyone. <laughs> Listen, I haven't seen it yet, uh, so I have to reserve my thoughts on it, but I don't think anything's <laughs> oh. going to trump Heath Ledger's Joker for me. It doesn't. Sorry. Spoiler, doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't, doesn't, doesn't. So you're, okay, you're playing that. I watched yep. you stream on my coveted day, Tuesday, because you were home. I uh, was home. I, I, I took the day off. Yeah. And you did some Zelda. And how was that? Did you have fun with it? Zelda? Yeah. You said it was the first time you'd ever streamed a Zelda game. I think it is, yeah. right? Unless I streamed Hyrule Warriors at some point, which mm, definitely counts because it's the best Zelda game on the Switch. Sure. But um, I I uh, think I, I'd never done Breath of the Wild or mm. Ocarina or any of those. So yeah, it was cool. cool. People seem to dig it. They think the game's cute. Mm-hmm. We weren't really paying attention. We were just fucking fighting our neighbors who... Yeah, there was like a weird domestic dispute going on next door. and Oh my god, it's like 24-7 with these dudes. They were like walking back and forth, slamming doors, staring into my my room. You would think there was like a Goron fighting ring happening next door. I don't understand, man. It was weird, man. I don't understand with this. We gotta get out of this apartment situation. (laughs) Yeah, we gotta get into a house where we can make our own noise. Where we have a studio. Huh. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? But we'll talk about Zelda later. Yeah, because I've been playing it as well. You have. Um, I got it. Fingers. Yeah, because I got it. I got it physically. You got it digitally. I got it digital. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I didn't want to pay full price for it. It's like weirdly enough. I don't know. Like, oh, wow. I'll talk to you about that too. <laughs> like I love Zelda. Even though it is a ground up remake, I don't feel like it's a $60 game. But, you know, I feel like most Nintendos aren't $60 games. But that's a contentious opinion. Nintendo's going to market and price their games as they want. I don't think it's that contentious, man. Mm-hmm. That game I, is really brief. I feel like I'm blazing it, through that game. Yeah, it's really short. I mean, it's a remake of a remake of a Game Boy game, you know? So, like, it's a yeah. short experience. Yeah, yeah. It's, It would almost be like if they remade, and they kind of did this with, uh, what is it, Pokemon Let's Go? If mm-hmm. they remade, like, Yellow, and they charged 60 bucks for it. Oh, wait, they did. Oh, wait, they did. Yeah, so... Hmm. Although, I would argue that that is uh, Pokemon Yellow, remade or not, is probably a more substantial game than Link's Awakening, as yeah. far as, like, yeah. content and time goes. Mm-hmm. But whatever. I don't want to get into, uh, you know, picking on Nintendo fans yeah. once again. <laughs> yeah, we're getting in the weeds with it. We're getting in the weeds. I want to get into your weeds. Sure. Daniel could be found at twitch.tv slash dungeons 
Ben's and Daniel's. He's been expressing some regret for having such a long username. <laughs> <laughs> no, like in the moment, I thought it was really clever and great. And I get a lot of like pushback. I'm like, do you even play Dungeons and Daniels? Exactly. Or Dungeons and Dragons? Do you even and play like, Dungeons and Daniels? <laughs> yeah, I play every day. My favorite tabletop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just about beating out, uh, what's the one? Settlers of Catan. Uh, what it's a is that a game too yeah, okay gotcha um, you could have said anything i'd be like yeah yeah i, I had a few we were talking about it when we were streaming borderlands the other night on your stream where i was like oh, i feel like i should shorten it a little bit but eh, what, whatever i don't know i i like it it fits for me and i like dungeon crawlers so whatever that's true my yeah. boy does love his dungeon crawlers i do too i mm. love a hack and slash dungeon crawler mm. you know what i'm saying yeah diablo diablo um do they make any others? <laughs> That's the only one. That is the bar. God, it's the only one. No, yeah. Baldur's Gate and shit like that is awesome. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I streamed once while you were gone. This was on... It was last Saturday, actually. I decided to do an all-day Saturday stream. What uh, stream? The Last of Us Remastered, actually. Nice. Yeah, it was a good time. Nice. What, what became... Uh, you got me really jealous. Yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I definitely want to dive back into Last of Us this I mean, this month. start from the beginning. I started... So... I started that game on stream two years ago, yeah. back before I had a camera, back when I had like three followers one of them was you and vargy basically and i got mod like, the bod vargy the mod with the bod we love you vargy and yep. i got basically to the end of the summer segment so that's a good like five six hours into the story yeah and i told myself i was like i could probably sit down and beat the rest of the game because that is like the that's the meat of the i feel like that's the first half of the game like the the majority of the summer segment and then the later seasons like fall winter spring those ones go by a little faster like there's still like really emotional like cinematic moments that happen there but they move qu more quickly I don't know what my favorite part of the game is. I think the latter half of the game is like where it really lands for me, like emotionally. Yeah. I think the beginning was great, like getting into the world and all mm -hmm. that. And of course, it has that super emotional beginning yeah, yeah. that you remember when they had the YouTube videos of people fucking crying mm -hmm. to the opening of that game? Or there was or, even one where they would show like old people, like uh, old people react to The Last of Us. And they're like, what is, is this a movie? What's happening? What happened to this little girl? Yeah, like they couldn't like fathom what, that it was even a video. Why game. are these zombies clicking? I would say like fall and winter are my favorite segments because yeah. they do some really cool things with the narrative there and then there's like a whole shift with where you get to play as uh, ellie which is really awesome something that they hid for like a really long time another fun part of that uh that you remind me of mm -hmm. is that there's a certain character introduced in the uh second half of the game mm -hmm. by the name of david yeah <laughs> yeah so i forgot that nolan north was even in the game or rather like when i first played it i didn't know who nolan north was and then, yep. like, after playing all these Naughty Dog games, I'm like, oh, shit, that's him. Yeah, but he plays uh, a character called David who has his own camp. Um, and you find out that basically Ellie and Joel have been killing his men. And he goes out on, like, a revenge quest against you. Um, and him and his men are basically cannibals. And he captures Ellie. And you end up in his cage. And there was a point on stream where I'm like, oh, I'm in a cage. I'm in David's cage. And I was like, <laughs> oh, my God, I'm in David Cage's cage. <laughs> oh, that would be my ultimate nightmare, yeah. man ultimate nightmare could you imagine david cage outside of a cage like he's got a tin can he keeps on hitting the fucking like bars you're like please stop do a quick like, time event do a quick time like he throws knives at you real quick you gotta fucking dodge him like please stop name like, your favorite non-violent games go um um i don't know uh donut county wrong it's detroit and he throws more knives at you <laughs> my god but yeah the last of us look at me <laughs> last of us remastered man it, it still holds up i gotta say i never played it all yeah, the way through for sure and it was kind of cool to go back to it and granted like it's free now on psn so if you haven't picked it up get it download it it's fucking awesome get it you got a playstation you don't have the last of us yeah, you need to but i mean it's like not having chocolate and peanut butter together basically. like try it at least once in your mm, life unless you you're it. allergic i got stuck though in the same spot 
on that stream because uh, I pulled out my back that day while you were gone. Tell me about this. And I couldn't move. Tell me So about I this. legit had to sit the No, whole- no, no. How did you throw out your back, Daniel? <laughs> so I got home. It was around like 11 and I had coffee in me and I just had a fucking breakfast sandwich and I was like feeling kind of jazzed up, kind of peppy. Yeah. And Clementine was kind of darting from room to room. As she and does. And she was having me chase her. And I legit went to go pick her up and I threw out my back trying to pick her up, <laughs> not even actually lifting her. Like I, I did a hard lean over at a weird oh, angle. Oh, no. And she darted away and i felt just like this pain seize up like the center of my back like all the way up my spine and i'm like i'm on the ground now and i felt like paralyzed a little bit i was like i can't fucking move it was awful it was awful i was on the the floor on my phone for like 30 minutes just on twitter you always seem to hurt yourself like like, while you're gone gone on vacation or something it's awful like are you acting out like to get my attention (laughs) is that that happening like kevin Kevin, come home i'm hurt You left for NYC without me. I'm hurt. I'm on the floor of my bathroom. <laughs> the cat's starting. She looks hungry. She's starting to pick at me. Like, I had this whole day planned of, like, I'm going to do all this stuff. But, like, all I found that I could do was sit in that one spot and stream. It was the most comfortable, like, position for me to be in. Oh, my God. So I got locked in for six hours. But thanks to Chelsea and Vargi for hanging out with me that whole time. It, yep. was, a, it was a magical stream day. Good people. Yep. yep. Good company. And I've since Good beat times. it on Survivor. I actually forgot that I was playing it on Survivor mode, which is the hardest difficulty. Oh, yeah, because you tend to do things yeah. to yourself like that. That's that's the problem with putting down a game and coming back to it two years later. I had to first, I spent the first hour relearning how to play the game yeah. and being stubborn and being like, okay, am I going to change it back to hard or am I going to stick it out on Survivor? Right. And Chelsea's like, just stick it out. And I did, which was worth it to me, so. Okay, yeah. well, sure. Sounds like bad advice, yeah. but, you know. You know. <laughs> I'll accept it. Yeah, I'll, I'll, t- I'll take it. her advice any time of the week. All right, Daniel, do you want to get into the, the meat and potatoes of this podcast? Yeah, boys got to eat. Let's go. Oh, goodness. All right. We're, 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 we're 20 minutes in, man. 20 minutes in. All right. I mean, you had to subject me to a stand-up routine. I did. I truly so. did. And then we got stuck on the Kamala Khan uh, rabbit hole. That's yeah, okay. We'll figure that one out. All right. We got some quick hits here. Uh, apparently, Doom Eternal delayed. Delayed to March 20th, 2020. <gasps> e-gad. 20s across the board. The same day as Animal Crossing New, new, Horizons? new Hotel comes new, out. New, new Leaf. New new money, no problems. I, Animal I Crossing know. Hotel, California. sure, that one. People yeah. were really, <laughs> people were really uh, jived up on that. So they came out and just said, like, hey, in order to give you kind of a quality experience, we need to delay this game. But along with it, pre-orders are going to get uh, the port of Doom sixty four for mm-hmm. free. A lot of people are very excited for Doom sixty four. I'm not quite sure why that might be. Apparently, it's really awesome. Mm-hmm. I, I heard it was just like a remake of Doom one or something. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't know what it is, but hey free is free i thought i might be wrong i thought it was supposed to be like what is doom 3 um maybe yeah something i don't know i honestly don't know because mm-hmm. like doom is like i didn't get into doom until like after the fact yeah. to be honest with you Same. um yeah like i think doom 3 was the first one that i ever played yeah i had played a few of them on like pc here and there, like at friends houses but like the first yeah. one that i really played and sunk into myself was 2016 2016 yeah, yeah and i fucking that love that game that game's um, amazing but yeah so i'm I was almost a little relieved that yeah. this got delayed because we have a very bottom-heavy year. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We have, like, the Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order sure. coming out. There's um, Call of Duty fans. You already mm-hmm. got your shooter for the month, basically, right? Yeah. Death um, Stranding. Death Stranding, of mm-hmm. course. The Outer Worlds comes out yeah. the 25th of this month. There's a bunch Luigi's of Luigi's Mansion, you know. Oh, my spooky boy. But you say that, but then the top half of the year, <laughs> like, the first three months is pretty loaded already. You get The Last of Us Part Two coming out. Um, We got, what? 
Final Fantasy VII Remake. That is correct. Uh, on what's the, the other one? Third of the month. Um, we also have Cyber Cyberpunk. Punk That's in April. Seventy-seven is yeah. in April, which is just like right after this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, we're pretty fucking busy at the beginning of the uh, next year. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So yeah, I. Whew, I don't know. You think Doom is not going to do as well? Because like, so New Leaf, right? Mm-hmm. Or whatever the fuck it's called. Yeah. Whatever Animal Crossing. <laughs> yeah. It's a very different audience. It is. You know, like I don't, I don't think people are gonna like prioritize Doom versus one or yeah, the other. It's yeah. like you're either gonna get it's it. It's not or like you're not. Battlefield versus Call of Duty. Like, exactly. You know, you, know, exactly. you don't have it's two different that. camps. Like the overlap of that demographic is very small. I think there are people who are both interested in both games, obviously. Yeah. But I don't think. I mean, Animal Crossing is going to be a smash fucking hit. I think it's probably going to outsell Doom anyway. Because oh my god, Animal yeah. Crossing fans are rampant and they want that game so badly. That is true. Uh, that is true. But then Doom has the the luxury of being cross platform. So we'll yeah, see. Yeah, there is that too. Um, I'm totally okay with them waiting, uh, polishing it, getting it in a better sell state rather than rushing it out. Like if they're if they're saying, hey, we need another four months for this game, there's got to be a good reason for it. Um, I'm not sure if they're like trying to fix up the main campaign or if they're thinking of adding like multiplayer or like whatever the case is. But I'm, I'm all on board if you tell me, hey, we're not trying to overwork our team and, and commit crunch crimes to get this out by, like, November. Maybe, I don't know, maybe, maybe I, I've changed mm-hmm. or maybe I was never this way, but, like, imagine getting fucked up about a delay. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not mad about delays ever. Like, I'm like, oh, okay, cool. Got delayed. Yeah. Like, oh, it's coming out, like, three months later. Okay, whatever. I think I would get mad, like, when I was a kid, because I didn't know any better. I was like, why is this game not coming out when I want it? Oh, yeah, wow, your, I'm a your perception of kid. time is way different than it is now, yeah. like, you know, halfway through your life's expectancy, right? Yeah. Like, for me, it's like, oh, okay, um, March is going to come right around the fucking mm-hmm. corner, actually. It's yeah. going to come like a bullet train, you know, where, whereas, like, versus when I'm 17, I'm like, god damn it, next year, oh, yeah. fuck. Like, yeah, no, it's, it's that weird time sync illusion of yeah. being an adult where it's like, time flies by way too fast. Dude, we're already, like, October 12th. I'm is, like, what the fuck? I thought October just started. How do we get 12 goddamn days through this month? Is yeah. there a French word for that? Um, like, the way time passes when you're an adult, an adult versus as a kid? I don't know. We can ask David Cage. <laughs> Look at me. <laughs> the one thing, though, that I yeah. have for you as a question, and maybe just a conversation point, is Stadia was supposed to come out when in November, and Doom Eternal was supposed to be like a big launch title for it. Yeah. That's so true, I wonder that's if that's going to shift like uh, how Stadia initially does, or people who were like initial investors, or like the onboarding point for it. I don't think people were necessarily picking up Stadia for Doom <laughs> no. Eternal. No, I don't think like, that was a thing. It was supposed to be like a yeah. big, like, here's our next, like, here's a new title that's launching simultaneously with a new system, you know? Yeah, I think it's a hit in the lineup, but I feel like if you were going to make that investment as soon as Stadia released, you're more interested in the tech than you mm-hmm. are necessarily in like just, you know, making sure that every game that you wanted is on there because there's going to be a bunch of games that are yeah. not available for stadia right so that's something that people are gonna have to eat right now mm-hmm. you'll never get a sony exclusive on that bad boy right so it's just like a third party thing oh uh, we don't know man and they didn't really have a like a, a i guess a google first party that's a weird thing to say a google first party title that was supposed to be like kind of yeah. the, uh the strong arm of the the lineup no like, they, they really have like that. a they have a a game being incubated in-house i think it's more of like an indie game though yeah but I forget the name of it didn't yeah they didn't really say it's coming out like then so i Mm-mm. i don't know i think that for for early adopters it's more about just kind of like the um the neatness of new mm. tech at, at that point or okay. new software whatever and so. not necessarily playing like the newest game at launch it's not doom okay <laughs> i don't think it's doom man i Fair. know but although yeah you're right though remember when we went to pax west mm-hmm. uh doom was the one they were showing off yeah. as being like the big linchpin there 
Mm. So we'll see. But hey, man, as long as uh, there's no crunching happening on Bethesda's side, yeah. or id Software, I should say, Bethesda's just the paymasters in this situation. Uh, yeah, I'm awesome. Make the, the game better. The only crunch I want to hear from that game is the crunch of Demon's Bones under my boot. Nice, dude. It was pretty good. That was good, right? You should put that on the back of the, uh, the, the box. box. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Daniel from the save room. Yeah, I got an exciting one for you. Sure. Uh, they announced it. At, I think they announced it at New York Comic Con. Uh, Monster Hunter World is getting some Resident Evil content. Oh my god, it looks so hot. Sorry. Oh my god, <laughs> like, so I'm excited. So, so, so you got so. Leon S. Kennedy and Claire Redfield skins, basically mm-hmm. for your mm-hmm. your lead hunter. Oh As they look in RE2, and your handler has a Mister X skin. So there's these situations where your handler's like cooking food yeah, and, and being wacky and being wacky and, and jumping on zip lines and I'm like, oh my god, this is the best. Yeah, thing like the I've one where you're fucking sky hooking into the world and you guys are like falling into the map. Oh <laughs> man, dude, you're gonna see me play a lot of Monster Hunter just because mm. of this. I've been waiting for Resident Evil content to make it in there because we've had Mega Man, we've had Devil mm. May Cry, we've even had Street Fighter, yep. but RE, oh, it's gonna be so good. <laughs> and I haven't played Iceborne at all. Like, I bought it yeah. and just have not have uh, any time to get into it. Now I'm like, oh, fuck yeah. Now right. I have a very good reason. Too busy trying to pop that platinum in the Pitchford Classic Borderlands 3. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm so goddamn close. But, so, and then I'll be done with it. I'll be free of the Borderlands curse. <laughs> you'll never have to play it again until the Halloween event. <laughs> or until DLC, maybe. I don't know. But this looks so cool. I don't have Iceborne, but I'm interested now. Oh, they did say yeah. it's exclusive to Iceborne. Yeah. So... You have to jump in sure, but these events are free, which is kind of cool. I like that they have kind of like free in-game yeah. events like that to kind of keep people engaged with it past like the main story and the main yeah. hunts. I wasn't quite sure if they had any um, like Resident Evil specific missions or anything like that because like they showed a very interesting version of like the RPD slash the yeah. original mansion. It was like a weird mix, and I was like, "Is this actually in the game? Like, what is this? Like, I need a little more like explainers on what this content." I feel like is. it might be like because they have arena battles, maybe mm-hmm. something like that, or maybe it is like a cordon off area. Oh, it'd be hot as fuck. You drop dude. into it. You know, it would make like a lot the Witcher of... did that, right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. The Witcher had like voice acting and a story, and mm. even like fucking UI from the Witcher. That's games. wild. I was so impressed by that. But you know, it'd be hot as fuck because mm. we have like a lot of dinosaur enemies. Sure. You know where I'm going? You know where I'm going? Uh, I know where he's going with it. Dino Crisis content, man. There you go. Just have Regina's skin and be like, yo, this is um, whatever. I almost called it Shadow Moses Island. I, I actually don't know. I think it's Edward Island Maybe. is the, the setting. Fucking make it happen. That'd be actually really cool. Like, if you don't want to go full in on, like, a port or a remake or whatever for Dino and they Crisis, don't. test the waters here, at least. Like, pay waters. homage to your history. See if people are like, oh, fuck, really? T-Rex? Blah, I feel blah, blah. like we'd be more likely to get something from, like, Musha first, though. <sighs> I don't know. Yeah. Apparently, didn't didn't the the new remaster didn't do that hot? I don't know what they would have considered it needing to do for it to do well. Like what, couple million probably? Couple million yeah. probably. I think um like at the time the remaster of Resident Evil Remake was like the most downloaded on like PlayStation systems or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was kind of a hit, and that's yeah. why they kept on like reissuing. Like they went to zero, and they're like, ah, fucking, let's re-release six and five. Mm-hmm. People forgot about those, you know, like left and right. But I, I don't know, Animusha, I was really hoping for, if not a full-on, like, reboot or sequel, at least Part 2, Dawn of Souls, making it as a remaster, mm. because that one is the truth. The truth, my friend. I know you don't know. I, I don't know, know you don't know. Yeah. But it is the truth. I watched you play a little bit of the first one on your stream, and it was cool. It was fun. It was dated. Yeah. It was dated. Like, it was super dated, but, like, it was still fun. 
I forget. Where did you play that on? Was that the Switch or was that PS4? Uh, I played it on the PS4. Oh, uh, okay. Because I need those okay. Cap Capcom trophies. You Capcom know. trophies. You know, how I be. you know how I be, dog. Oh, I know how you are. What do you got on here for me? I got one on here. It's going to be the last one to close out the quick hits. Uh, the first game confirmed for PS5 is the title that Bluepoint Games is working on. We're going to talk about this a bit more, but Sony finally announced the, the fucking release date for PS5, mm-hmm. which is mm-hmm. pretty tight. Well, uh, I mean, the release... Window, rather. Window. Time. Yeah, yeah. Season, even. Yeah. Um, and they're very unceremonious sony way that they've been doing things lately but uh this is cool uh blue point <laughs> by the way <laughs> yeah right hey it's coming out yeah, yeah. we fucking knew that jim yeah. but like um so blue point is a studio that works pretty closely with sie in terms of like doing like remasters and ports and stuff yep. they did the shadow of the colossus remake which is pretty fucking dope actually um so it's kind of cool to see them working on something but we got a quote here it says quote we're working on a big one right now i'll let you figure out the rest revealed studio president marco thrush in an interview with wired because sony does all their interviews with wired these days uh blue yeah, points with them is well known for their work on the hd port slash remasters of the metal gear solid hd collection the uncharted nathan drake collection and like i said the ground up remake of shadow of the colossus they also previously announced at their gdc 2019 presentation that their next game would be a quote re-envisioning beyond the scale of shadow of the colossus a end quote. re-envisioning beyond the scale of shadow of the colossus it almost sounds like it's like an open world title mm-hmm. of some sort what does sony have in their catalog that would like fit that bill, right? Like I can't. I'm I'm hard pressed to think of it. It depends on what they they mean in terms of scale, like because like they did a pretty. I wouldn't say it was like a one for one, but it was pretty much a ground up like one for one of Shadow sure. of the Colossus. Like the world isn't huge. Yeah, it's like it's a pretty like it's a big arena with a lot to explore, but it's not like a an open open world like I would say a game like The Witcher is or you know fucking no for sure Red not Dead. but it's I, a little more reeled in I, I I don't know what game they could be talking about I think maybe oh. in terms of like scale maybe like narrative or maybe a little more in terms of like that you know because like Shadow of the Colossus is like it's just boss fights basically it's 16 giants that you have to basically slay and fell I mean and maybe there's a little more in terms of like you know voice acting or assets that they have to put into it you know and we're just kind of assuming that it's a remaster yeah, because that's just kind of what they're known for. Yeah, it's what they do. Mm-hmm. But if they, they could do something that's not. They could. But my vote is for a uh, uh, an entire remake of The Bouncer, the PS2 launch title oh, The yeah. Bouncer. Scale beyond belief. <laughs> that two and a half hour game they remake and turn into a 200 hour odyssey of you just beating up people in front of bars. <laughs> what if they remade uh, The Order 1886 and made it like a good game? <laughs> <Just> <laughs> now, there's been yeah. a lot of speculation that it would be like uh, something from like Demon Souls or Dark Souls. Ooh, that'd be very um, interesting because Sony does apparently own the rights to that one, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. that would be interesting if they did uh, Demon Souls, big old, big old uh, top-down remaster mm-hmm. of it. Mm, I don't know. I want to see. Actually, I kind of want to see like Metal Gear Solid, to be honest. Yeah, but they wouldn't. That's Konami's joint, right? Yeah. They wouldn't touch one of those titles unless they got like explicit permission. Like Konami's like, hey, we don't want to do it, but you guys can do it. <laughs> no, Konami's like, we want to do it, but it needs to go into a casino. Yeah. <laughs> like the latest Silent Hill fucking uh... game that they made. It's like you could only play it at casinos. Mm. What? What? Why what what are you doing with your properties? <laughs> fucking just have third parties make your games now if you want to mm. be like big old bad publisher man. Go yeah. go fucking say, "Hey, Blue Point, Silent Hill 2. Last time we tried to remaster it, it was garbage. Mm. You can do a better job, you know? <laughs> that would be dope as shit. 
I wouldn't be mad about that. Like, trust other people to handle your games if you don't want to touch them. Exactly. Like, (laughs) hey, Blue Point. Hey, Blue Point, what are you doing? We got Castlevania over here. We don't know how to make any more of those. Yeah, just fucking do it. That would be really cool. Right. Do Lords of Shadow. I don't know. It could be a big big surprise what they're working on. It could Um, be. It's kind of an honor, though, that it's going to be one of the launch titles. But they've... That's cool. They've done a lot of good work, to be honest. Like, they did the God of War collection. They did all these other ones. So, like, I trust Mm. them. And Shadow of the Colossus remake was, like, one of my games of last year. It's fucking awesome. What if it's like a crazy remake of God of War as the new God of War's gameplay style? Oh. Uh, that'd be interesting. It'd be interesting, but it'd make me feel like, mm, you're double dipping. Yeah. You're double I, dipping. I do, though, feel like it has to be, if they're going to do a remake, it has to be like a Sony first-party deal or yeah. like something in-house. Jack and Daxter or... No, Naughty Dog would handle that, Naughty Dog they? would handle that, yeah. What about um? What about uh, Sly Cooper? Hmm. Big ol' Sly Cooper kind of relaunch. I wouldn't care. I don't like Sly I, I wouldn't care either. Mm. Medieval 2. <laughs> Medieval 2. Yeah, no. I don't know. I don't know what it could be. I'm pretty interested. Yeah, no idea. Um, and I trust them, so it's dope. All right. We'll see what they got. Uh, Daniel, mm. I think it's about time to get into that big gamer news. Sure. That's what the gamers and come here for. That's what they come here for. And of course, we are talking about something that has spawned a lot of heated debate and controversy. We are, of course, going to be speaking on Activision Blizzard and their international faux pas. <laughs> so, this is a big one. If you've been paying attention to the industry within the last seven days, you've heard some of the story. I've had to update this story every day this week. It's like I started on Tuesday and had to have updated even up until like last night because mm-hmm. we have gotten a lot here. But let us jump into it. If you have any questions or need a water break, please let me know. Take the reins. All right. Blizzard suffers major backlash after suspending a player for supporting Hong Kong's protests. Now, on October 6, Activision Blizzard suspended pro Hearthstone player Chung Ing Wei during a live broadcast a part of the Asia-Pacific Grandmasters. Wei, known as Blitz Chung in the competitive scene, appeared for a post-game interview wearing a gas mask similar to protesters uh, similar to the protesters in Hong Kong and uttered the phrase, "Liberate Hong Kong, the revolution of our age." Blizzard determined that Blitzchung's political statement violated one of their competition rules, which states, quote, engaging in any act that, in Blizzard's sole discretion, brings you into public disrepute, offends a portion or group of the public, or otherwise damages Blizzard image will result in removal from Grandmasters and reduction of the player's prize total to $0 USD, in addition to other remedies which may be provided for under the handbook and Blizzard's website terms end quote now a lot of people are criticizing this uh little condition here because it's pretty vague Mm -hmm. it basically says it's up to blizzard's sole discretion that whatever you do that they consider to be in disrepute for them or Uh damages their image they're just gonna fucking throw the ban hammer on you right Mm -hmm. like what does that mean like these aren't really clear statements right that basically means like oh he farted too loudly and yeah. fucking you know broadcast you dishonored done. our whole fucking company you dishonored yeah. us like you know okay gotcha let's well, tighten it, that up it's such a weird thing to put up to discretion like that i feel like there should be some sort of like bylines with it like you know or disorderly conduct or you know or example yeah exactly or racist slurs or anything like that right you know? like the like hate speech mm-hmm. and this won't be and any kind of like threats of violence like don't they don't make the cut yeah. right you know maybe maybe they do have that i don't know legalese now Blizzard hit Blitz, uh, Blitzchung with the kitchen sink of enforcements. They removed him from the Grandmasters tournament. 
They revoked his prize money, which amounted to 10 grand, Daniel, and they banned him from any Hearthstone-related esports for an entire year. Blizzard also fired the two broadcasters hosting Blitz Chung's interview, even though they did not make any political statements against China's government, and instead actually sheepishly ducked their heads behind a desk. <laughs> wow. That is a fact. Okay. Now, the response to this move has not been kind. Activision Blizzard has invited the ire of every political party imaginable, from left to right, and has incensed longtime customers. Online forums like the fan-managed Reddit R Blizzard has lit up with criticism and rallying cries to boycott the company's games, and even cancel subscriptions to things like World of Warcraft. Many have called out their financial ties to China as the real reason behind their swift and strict decisioning. Namely, the 5% owning stake Tencent Games has over Activision Blizzard. Tencent, if you didn't know, huge, huge mm -hmm. in China. They they own like a third of every fucking game company, essentially. It's don't crazy. They, or, don't they have like major um, ownership Riot of like and, uh, PUBG? And Epic as well. Yeah. Both. Which was made it really weird when the, those two companies sued each other. Because <laughs> Tencent was like, come on, kids. Yeah. <laughs> on October 8th, Chung hosted a chat on Twitch with his fans and showed no regret for supporting democracy in Hong Kong. He told the stream, quote, Today, what I have lost in Hearthstone is four years of time. But if Hong Kong loses, it would be the matter of a lifetime. End wow. quote. Chung later told Engadget, quote, It's a violation of free speech. I'm pretty sure I won't get that kind of punishment if my speech was pro-China government. End quote. And that's a very salient point. Yeah. We kind of talked about that, too. Like, um, we'll get into it, but Blizzard said, like, if, if he had gone the other direction, they would still penalize him, mm -hmm. is what they're trying to convince. So they said that they were going to penalize, they would penalize you either way. And I don't think that's necessarily true because I think if he went on stage and said, "Hey, thank you for the uh, you know uh, the the glorious and you know wise China for allowing me to be here," Blizzard wouldn't have acted. They'd be like, "Okay, whatever." Mm -hmm. I, I I think that's like mm, I think that's a very good point on his side. But some of Blizzard's own employees stage a walkout at their Irvine, California campus to show their contempt for the company's act of capitulation. Surrounding an orc statue near the entrance of the campus are plaques with the company's slogans. Former employee Kevin Hovsdestat, sorry Kevin, shared a picture on Twitter in which two of the plaques were covered up with pieces of paper. The obscured plaques state, "Think globally." And every voice matters. Hmm. Hmm. Quite contradictory to their uh, statements there. Yeah. Or what are they considered? Um, principles? It's their values. Their values so it's their core yeah. values. And uh, I, I got to say, it's, it's, it's interesting because what we're learning in this, and we'll get into this a little better, is that all of these values, it's like it should come with like a little caveat, which mm -hmm. is unless it threatens our bottom line. Mm -hmm. Any corporation is going to walk about walk back on any of their guiding principles the moment they look bad or think that their cash flow is endangered. They will fucking burn down the entire establishment to ensure that a needle moves one way or the other. Yeah, see, that's how it shouldn't be, though. Always, but I need yeah. people to always remember that yeah. about corporations. I don't know. I've seen corporations come under heavy fire for, like, something that happened i don't know we'll pick like retail stores something maybe happened in a certain retail setting like walmart that, for instance yeah, that, with the, the latest thing with a you know removing guns yeah or, that like destroyed their public image but they didn't quite like burn down the whole fucking city to like you know make themselves look good they made like a small step to kind of save face and like kind of you know realign themselves in the public eye right <laughs> we've seen instances of corporations that have maybe a steadier hand when they're being faced with this kind of pressure mm -hmm. blizzard didn't do no, that. This is them bowing to like their investors and the people who basically 
financially mm-hmm. support them and back them and could hurt them the other way. Acquiescence just because of financial pressure. Just yeah. because their values meant nothing in the face of dollar signs. Mm-hmm. That is what happened here. This is exact discussion. And I'm I'm not surprised. Like it's not a surprising thing for me. Like people I feel like always get a little butthurt when their favorite companies, even especially in video gaming, mm-hmm. prove that at the end of the day, they're a corporation and their only bias is to make money. Mm-hmm. That is absolutely their own bias, and everything else is window dressing. Their values, their mottos, mm-hmm. their corporate principles are fucking meaningless in the face of the truth and the mm-hmm. truth is money <laughs> that's it and it's such a surprise to everyone and i get it, it it's a cynical thing right but that's what it is and, mm-hmm. and it sucks it does suck because it maybe shouldn't just be about that because the people that make these corporations function and work are people yeah people with feelings and stances yeah, but i mean it's not unusual to see a company do things in the face of like money or you know wanting to support their projects financially like we see that shit happen all the time whether it's like in subtle ways or you know with the invasion of tactics like microtransactions invading and like you know single player and multiplayer games but like to see a company completely abandon their principles and values and basically turn their back on somebody who is a valued member of their community just because of like a potential like pushback from you know another country and people that they're invested with like that sucks like you know stand up for your community yeah i I think and that's an interesting point because it's not even about like them being mindful of cultural sensitivities it's more about them absolutely complying with the freedom of speech issues out there you know the the human rights violations that are happening let's let's dive into hong kong for an instant because i don't think anyone well i i I don't think everyone out there knows exactly what's going on, and I, even I don't know the full no. like dearth of it, but I have done some research, and I want to at least illustrate this is why they're protesting. So, the streets of Hong Kong have been home to months of protesting and mass demonstrations. Despite the fact that Hong Kong is considered a special administrative region with its own government under what's known as the Basic Law, China's central government has repeatedly reinterpreted this law to exert more and more power over Hong Kong and its citizens. Though the protest movement is leaderless, five key demands have unified the cause. One, the withdrawal of a bill that allows mainland China to extradite Hong Kong residents. Now that is the thing that instigated all of this, which is to say, Mm -hmm. if we don't like what you're doing, we can disappear you. Mm -hmm. That's exactly what the word extradite means. That is very important to remember, kids. Number two on here, for China to stop categorizing the protest as riots, right? (laughs) Uh, Three, the release and exoneration of arrested protesters. Number four, institute a commission to investigate police misconduct, including reports of police brutality against protesters. There was one protester that actually had her eye injured or lost her eye because of uh, a reported uh, police reaction, Mm -hmm. and protesters started wearing eye patches Mm -hmm. (laughs) in order to, like, kind of symbolize that event. Let's keep that in mind, too. And... The last thing on here is that, oh, they also want the implementation of universal suffrage. Okay? okay. They want the right to vote. Now, oh, and they want Chief Executive Carrie Lam to step the fuck down. <laughs> <laughs> okay? So that's what they're fighting for. They're wow. fighting for their for rights, their freedom. Yeah. And it sounds like some of Blizzard's values correlate to American ideas of freedom and freedom mm-hmm. of speech. And they've completely eschewed that in favor of bowing to financial pressure it's a weird thing you're not thinking globally no you're <laughs> there. not you're thinking very specifically with a partner now everyone kind of wondered like oh like blizzard wasn't making a statement during the week they're like we're still assessing mm-hmm. and then finally they did make a statement which has not made people very happy 
right? Let's dive into that just a little bit. On Friday, October 11th at 5.30 Pacific time, after everybody in fucking news media has gone home, <laughs> yeah, right. and fucking podcasts like Kind of Funny Games Daily could not report on this news. Let's keep that in mind, huh? The president of Blizzard Entertainment, J. Allen Brack, published a statement on their official site explaining their stance on the situation. Brack says they took action because Chung made a statement, quote, in violations of in violation of rules he acknowledged and understood, end quote. And while they are supportive of players expressing their worldviews elsewhere, Blizzard wants to keep their official channels focused on their games. Brack also wrote, quote, the specific views expressed by Blitzchung were not a factor in the decision we hmm. made. I want to be clear. Our relationships in China had no influence on our decision. End quote. No? 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 It's weird. Hmm. Then what was the, what was your decision based off of? Yeah. Like, because if you had no relations with China and he said this, it would have made no difference. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Interesting. Interesting. Now, however, Brack admits the company's reaction was hasty, and given that Blitzchung demonstrated Blizzard's value of play nice, play fair during the actual tournament, they've decided to award him his prize money and reduce his ban to six months. They're also walking back on the two casters' dismissal with a six-month suspension instead. Blizzard's reasoning was that shoutcasters are meant to keep tournament proceedings focused on the game, which in their view did not happen. What the fuck were they supposed to do? Mm -hmm. uh, excuse me, could you please take off that mask and talk about uh, the card game? Like, yeah. no, wait, wait, what were they supposed to do? It's not even like they were kind of rallying with him and in support. Like, they literally ducked behind their counters and, like, kind of shied away from it. And you fired him for it? Yeah. The optics on this entirely were bad. Mm -hmm. Bad through and through. Like, okay, if Blitzchung was just the sole focus, all right. But the collateral damage yeah. of, of these two shoutcasters as well, it just literally stinks of we needed to raise the earth just so China wouldn't fucking threaten our cash flow, which is the, the threat that um, they tie up their games or say, hey, mm -hmm. nobody can play WoW or we're not going to distribute yeah. Overwatch and such in China anymore, which has happened before. In, in fact, Activision Blizzard right now is waiting on Call of Duty Mobile to actually get approval from the Chinese government for uh, release in the country. Oh, wow. That's a lot of money that's being tied up right now. And it's not a coincidence this happened at the same time that's under review. I'm just going to say it, it's not a coincidence. No, not at all. They straight up are like, we, we fucking can't do any of that. Yeah. And I think Blizzard's been a very different company since Activision swallowed them up, right? Mm -hmm. We call it a merger, but it is literally a larger company absorbing a smaller company. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's what happens. It's changed their culture completely, and yeah. from what I understand, they're having a complete cultural war on the inside. Mm -hmm. So you think if like Activision had never absorbed Blizzard in the way that they have, that this wouldn't have happened? They wouldn't be making the same decisions. They would actually probably be working more in alignment with their their core principles and values, and yeah, because they they would have life. complete autonomy yeah. over those values and being able to actually exert what they believe is this is the the direction that we should go in. Mm -hmm. This is how we should react to things, or maybe even taking the time to actually stew on these things mm -hmm. instead of just being instantly reactive. I think the fact that we're saying Blizzard, 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 we should really be saying Activision Blizzard mm -hmm. made this choice. Yeah. Activision Blizzard, right? Um, and then on the last thing that I have on here is uh, Jay Brack. His last statement was, quote, One of our goals at Blizzard is to make sure that every player everywhere in the world, regardless of political views, religious beliefs, race, gender, or any other consideration, always feels safe and welcome, both competing and and playing our games, end quote. Mm. Now, so what this stinks of is that, hey, one of our values is uh, every voice matters mm -hmm. as long as you're hyping one of our games. Yeah. Your voice doesn't matter otherwise. In fact, we will stifle your voice because you're diverting attention from what matters. Mm -hmm. 
So how about just say like every <laughs> every hype matters? Like what 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 is what yeah. do we change your voil? Every hype in the name of Blizzard matters. Yeah, all hype matters. Your actual voice does not matter. Mm-hmm. It's it does it's not as punchy on a plaque in front of an orc, but yeah. I got to tell you. <laughs> I think it gets the point across. This this all sucks too because it's such a very nothing statement, you know? Sure, reduce his sentence of suspension give him back his prize winnings because he earned that but still like i feel like you're just making a statement just to make it and it really doesn't help save your public image any more than you not saying anything at all like in fact um it's been criticized already and it will it's been torn apart it's been torn apart like jason schreier saying like make no mistake this is a double down yeah this is a double down or i I actually think it was patrick klebic that said Mm -hmm. that Thank you, Clebby. Well, they're literally saying, hey, you know, you still violated, you know, the terms of your contract with us. We're still going to punish you because you still did something that, you know, disreputed our, our public image. And, and made we, us will look bad. we will to continue do to do so, so for anyone else that does. Yeah. It doesn't seem like there is a big learning here, Blizzard. Mm-hmm. It really doesn't seem like mm-hmm. it. Now I get it. Now, some people make the argument, well, it's completely within their right. Yeah. It's their competition. I think this goes beyond them, mm-hmm. right? And I th- maybe that's the thing that we're not willing to admit, that gaming, our ecosystem has far extended our tight little knit community bubbles of like gathering at a GameStop and reading Prima strategy guides. Mm -hmm. It is leaking into world events. Mm -hmm. And here's one thing that got overshadowed by this event entirely. Somebody live streamed a shooting this week. Mm -hmm. Somebody killed two people on twitch.tv and live stream that yeah shit. it was um what in germany during Yom kippur which is like yes. the high jewish holiday and that was <laughs> completely uh, that was based on hate it was yeah. white supremacy a completely different thing yeah com- like the, 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 let's not like conflate the two events mm-hmm. but i'm saying that in our ecosystem of gaming this industry real life is going to leak in mm-hmm. and so we need to have companies actually making stances and they can't they can't run middle of the road anymore. Mm-hmm. So you got to make a choice these days because it's dangerous not to. I think it's far more dangerous not to say, this is our value. This is what we're going to do. Mm-hmm. And to say that we're going to double down on supporting another country's stifling of free mm-hmm. speech, that's a bad fucking look. Mm-hmm. And I feel scummy supporting a company like that. It's a bad look and it just shows that you're basically a, you're being puppeted by them. Like you have yeah. no autonomy in this decision. And I, I would like to think that they would act differently if they weren't under the heading of Activision if they didn't have such close relations with China but like they did this because they felt like they had to you know Blitzchung didn't he didn't destroy their image any more than they did in the moment because I feel like they're continually making themselves look worse and worse right by the way they're going forward with it they've completely completely hit themselves in the face with their own fucking rake had fucking Warcraft stylings on that rake and they're gonna see repercussions of it like um, you already had people canceling their pre-orders for Overwatch which is supposed to launch like this month on the switch mm-hmm. um i don't even want to know what's going to happen in full at blizzcon although actually yeah, i know what's going to happen there is going to be a riot there no not, not like, going to be protesting. a riot no, <laughs> yeah. no, 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 no it's going to be a protest yeah, and apparently yeah. um uh, gamers are planning an umbrella protest yeah. in solidarity uh so in hong kong they were you know protesting with like umbrellas on and such and they're going to do the same at blizzcon mm-hmm. I wonder how Blizzard is going to react to that. If they're smart, let it happen. Mm-hmm. Don't touch it. Mm-hmm. Make sure it's safe. That's it. Yeah, just keep it safe and nonviolent. The worst fucking thing that could happen is that they have like a police presence there that does some stupid shit like hurts one of these kids or gamers. Well, then it, it even mirrors what's happening in China. Like exactly. It becomes this totalitarian I've, fucking like I, I need, I need to call that out yeah. for like Blizzard. Be very, very smart about this. Make sure that this is safe and make sure you don't fucking stifle this. Fuck, fuck your stupid statement. Get Brack the fuck out of there. Brack is not a decision maker. He's a stooge. I've mm-hmm. seen that. 
I've seen that from that statement because that statement fucking that statement has been prepared since fucking Wednesday. I bet you. Yeah. Even earlier in the week, and it has been reviewed by every goddamn lawyer across yeah. Activision and Blizzard. That's what that statement. And they're is. just like, wait, wait, wait. Okay, do it on Friday. Uh huh. <laughs> uh huh. Very strategic when they plan to release mm-hmm. it. Yes. No. I. They need to be very careful about how that goes down. I mean, they have three weeks BlizzCon as well. Like the first. It's, no- it's November first of November. November yeah, 1st, and like yeah. they have some time to turn this around. And the thing is, like, I don't think anybody's going to be quiet about it. Like the people have been very, very very staunch in their opposition to what blizzard's been doing they've been very outspoken they've been doing some things that i wouldn't necessarily agree with like yes cancel your pre-orders you know make a statement with your dollar don't support them that way don't, i agree with that don't play overwatch don't do yeah. this don't that but then they're doing the flip side of like you know harassing people and sending death threats to people who work at blizzard eh, who aren't totally even involved in the decision yeah. and that's don't do that that's don't not do that cool, you yeah. know yeah <laughs> like totally there totally. were people showing up for work afraid to sh- show up to work because they're afraid of some sort of retaliation and it's like don't put that on these people and that's fucked up like don't don't do that don't <laughs> yeah. get don't get fucked fucking nutso because you just want to get nutso some people are jumping in this conversation yeah. and it's not even because they agree with like you know liberating hong kong or anything they just want to do it to be fuck asses mm-hmm. essentially you know no get the fuck out of there excise that bullshit mm-hmm. from this all right that's not what the discussion is about and harming anybody is certainly certainly a bridge way too far mm-hmm. so there, there you go but I, I yeah i agree like you know the boycotts totally within your mm-hmm. within your right i feel bad I feel bad because this was supposed to be the BlizzCon to make up for last year. Yeah. The whole fucking Diablo Immortal mm-hmm. shebang. Man, have we progressed from, I don't want a phone game to, I want liberation in Hong Kong. Yeah, <laughs> oh it's, my uh, God. holy shit. That is, that is, uh, ooh, that's a stark change right there, friendo. Yeah. <laughs> no, damn. I was excited for, for BlizzCon and for it to be this thing where it really did turn around the company and, and their yeah. image for the gamers. But like the th- next three weeks is going to be telling and how they approach the, the event for this is going to be even more telling. Uh, they have the potential, like you said, to let it just happen and, you know, stand in solidarity in their silence and let them, you know, do their peaceful protests and say what they need to be Absolutely. and let the event go and come as it will, you know, make a statement after maybe, but like, don't do anything to make it worse right now. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're already alienating your audience with your decision. So there's a lot of collateral surrounding <laughs> this entire event, by the way. And I want to give some context here. We have a bunch of like hits on here for like facts uh here's something I, th- I think you asked me this question it's like so what what are they on the hook for is the question mm-hmm. right like why are they so scared of losing their presence in china uh some reports uh say that Act- activision blizzard makes about 12 percent of their revenue in china alone mm-hmm. and here's a very important fact here china has 620 million players versus the u.s's 160 million mm-hmm. That, like, That's crazy. what? A third of the world's population is in China. Mm-hmm. Every company wants to be a part of that market, right? I always forget that there's such a big gaming market out in China like Huge. that. Like, I always consider, you know, obviously, like, in the Eastern market, like, Japan, and then, like, America in the Western sphere, and Europe as well, um, as being, like, the biggest parts. But, no, China has such a fucking domineering presence in the gaming industry. And, I like, mean... In mobile and PC markets, Absolutely. You know? Like, yeah. it's crazy. <laughs> yeah, revenues from China make up around 25% of nearly um, the U.S. Uh, in USD a hundred billion dollar video game industry as of 2018 Mm -hmm. and since 2015 they've exceeded the contribution to the global market that the u.s contributes wow like holy shit that's insane yeah that's insane right and then here's some fun facts about how their presence acts in china one one call out was um so every every company that operates in china needs to have a chinese presence or a chinese like kind of like uh distributor okay and blizzard's version is NetEase, and NetEase actually had a social media account that basically supported uh their decision to ban blitzchung and all that so mm-hmm. we always stand with china and some people like had one translation that was a very harsher kind of like this is complete offense 
to, but then, then the, the actual translation was a little softer, just going like, yeah, we don't really support this at our events. Okay. That's, that's all it said. But NetEase made that statement, not necessarily Activision Blizzard, right? And some other people have been using it as an opportunity for to espouse their own stances, other companies. For mm-hmm. instance, uh, despite the fact that Tencent owns 48% of Epic Games, they stated they won't take action against players for expressing their political beliefs, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas on the flip-fucking side, Riot Games, which Tencent also owns stake in, mm-hmm. says they absolutely will <laughs> take action against you if you bring up any political Holy shit that. on any of their streams or competitions. So yeah. it's like... We're definitely seeing some uh, black and white stances yeah. here, essentially. I I don't know. I, I think the conversation's complicated, too, right? Like, it's not as easy as saying, like, no, anybody should be allowed to say whatever they want. Mm-hmm. I don't agree that somebody could fucking spout off hate speech of course. On a, at a fucking competition, right? I would hate to see a fucking Proud Boy playing, like, League of Legends. Mm-hmm. I would be like, fucking eject this fucker from this the stratosphere, mm-hmm. you know? But other people are like, well, but it's his right to free speech. And I'm like, yeah, I got you, but his free speech sucks. Well, my thing, too, is, like... So there's like, judgment involved in it, right? Uh, Butch Chang, like, it's not even like he was spouting off, like, hate speech, you know? It's not like he was, like, no. like, an American uh, player spouting off, like, pro-Nazi sentiment or anything like that. He was literally just making a statement, you know, about the country he is from and, and solidarity with them. Like, hey, like, there's a problem there going on right now. Stand with them. Liberate them because they deserve basic human rights. Like you said before, it's a human rights issue. I don't mm-hmm. think that's like a big, crazy uh, violation of human uh, human speech or even like Blizzard policy. It's just like him stating something that should be very well known and people should stand with. You Freedom know? is not a controversial stance. No, and it, yeah. it always blows my mind when things like this happen. And it is like, well, yeah, you should infringe on people rights and you know stand with the corporations and that's not it's like no stand with people you know stand with people that's right the thing that's who i stand i uh. <laughs> stand people all right because these corporations like i said it's always about the bottom line and mm-hmm. all the bias is always towards money mm-hmm. and you can you can pay lip service as much as possible but it means nothing at the end of the day it's mm-hmm. ash it's absolutely ash you see where they fucking lean towards right and you're gonna see that over and over again i prefer to stand with people and, and support them mm-hmm. and make sure that like don't I think people get really heartbroken about stuff like this, right? They get heartbroken, especially even, I imagine internally, it, it hurts to be in Blizzard right now. It mm. hurts because it's like, fuck, what's yeah. happening to my company? And remember that. It's a company, you know? People support people. Mm-hmm. Companies are not there for you. I, ju- I just keep that grain of salt mm-hmm. with you, and it might make things a little bit easier, but I, I don't know. You know, it, it, it's like... We have definitely, definitely just kind of forfeited a lot of the world's economy to having a dependency on China. Mm -hmm. And there's consequences to that. There's absolutely consequences to that. And it's a very complicated subject. And it's even a subject that I don't even feel entirely Mm -hmm. comfortable speaking to in full. Oh, yeah. I definitely don't have, like, the the knowledge to speak on this very properly or or intelligently. I'm just like, okay, these are the facts and I can kind of, you know, ping off of that. Yeah, like like, we're pinging off the facts. I don't have like the background knowledge of like what's been going on in China all these years or even since like TMN Square, like when this shit (laughs) basically started uh, or came to a head rather and like, I don't have the wherewithal to really speak on it fully. Right, I think think I understand from a fiduciary standpoint Mm -hmm. where Blizzard's at. Cat. (laughs) (laughs) It's easy to... Yeah. No, but I think the example that happened was NBA, right? Like, one of their managers, when they're doing some playoffs, I don't know. <laughs> like, it, they had an event in China, and he stood with China. He mm-hmm. tweeted, or he stood with uh, Hong Kong, I yeah. should say, and tweeted that. And look out, looks like fucking um, 
uh, China decided like we're not going to like live broadcast any of the NBA shit, you mm-hmm. know, and that's that's an, a huge effect on their cash flow. Yeah, but NBA didn't penalize uh, even that that coach. No, well, because no. NBA has more of a, a reach elsewhere too, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, global. Like, they exactly. think globally. Exactly. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I think that's all tough. Fact check us, by the way. If we've gotten anything wrong during our statements, feel free to like tweet at us and mm-hmm. be like, hey, this is incorrect. We're all learning through this. Yeah. And I tried to do as much research for this event as no, possible. No, you definitely you'd put a lot of shoulder yeah. to making it as accurate and, and true to the situation as, yeah. as possible. But I, I think my last thought, though, because like, let, let's let's move on. Like, I think this is going to continue to evolve beyond this. Yeah. But my last thought on this is I don't think it's a good thing that um, – American businesses are being used as an extension of China's thought processes mm-hmm. and pro- just the way they think and the way they do. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just don't agree with that nature of going like, I understand cultural sensitivity, but there's a fine line between cultural sensitivity and I am literally an extension of their suppression. Yeah, I mean, it just kind of speaks to how deep other countries' hands are in our pockets now. You look at things like how China is with certain companies here, or even like how Russia interplays with our government during the election. Like there are companies that are literally domineering over us and making us make certain decisions for their betterment. And it's just like, that's not cool. You know, it's an ugly time. It is an ugly time. And that will come to a head. Mm -hmm. Capitalism has sown the seeds for disaster and it's a long game, but there will be future generations that suffer because Mm -hmm. of choices in the way that we act, even from corporate standpoints Mm -hmm. internationally. That's all I can say. Like, I don't know what that could embody. We're starting to see it, right? I don't know what, how, where that's going to go. But I do know that a gamer will start World War III. <laughs> <laughs> the first shot will be fired in Call of Duty. <laughs> and streamed on Twitch. <laughs> the revolution will be live streamed. <laughs> I think my final thought on it is um, I stand with Butchung. I do really respect somebody who uses their platform to kind of get out in front of things that matter to them, especially being from Hong Kong and like trying to get that out there. Um, it sucks that he has basically had his hobby stripped from him and his passion stripped from him. Like he has no desire to play like Hearthstone anymore. He doesn't care to do that. He just wants to see like his country be free. And I, I do respect him for kind of like continuing to be out there in front of it and you know use this platform for for good you know yeah i mean let's keep in mind blizzard did, didn't just sour the opinion of one player sour the opinion of a lot of their fans yeah. a lot of their fans mm-hmm. and this will be remembered mm-hmm. i know that most video game corporations hope and prey upon that a lot of us have goldfish brains because there's mm-hmm. always a new event. There's a new fuck up. There's mm-hmm. a new blow up. There's a new controversy. There's somebody farting on their employees at Riot mm-hmm. or Randy Pitchford is fucking throwing cards in the people's yeah, necks yeah. in a medieval times. There's always something else to get mad at, but really we need to keep a deep memory on this one. Yeah. This is, it's kind of a game changer a little bit. It's a tough one too. Cause like, I want to still continue to support Blizzard and play their games. Like, you know, there's a Halloween event coming up in Overwatch and like, I want to play it and right. I want to participate in it. But it's the, it's so hard to distance yourself from a, you know, a company that you, you, you love their products and you love the things that they put out and you've stood with them for so long. I think it's easier to take a hard stance against like companies that you have never stood for and you can see from the outside, like, though, that's an ugly practice. You mm-hmm. know, this it's granted, this is a little nuanced, it's complicated, but even still, like, it is black and white in some regards, you know, stand with the right side, you know don't stand with hate <laughs> like st- things like that I, I think that's a tough thing too especially with blizzcon coming up like of course i'm gonna get super excited if they yeah. announce diablo 4 i'm gonna get excited for that i'm excited for the people that made it not necessarily the business that's distributing mm-hmm. it to me right and that's a really tough 
that's a tough position to be in, right? Because mm-hmm. we there's several companies that we purchase a bunch of games from that I think are fucking the, the evil incarnate. Mm-hmm. You know that I think their practices are are abhorrent, and mm-hmm. the way that they treat their workers is disgusting. And it's hard to take that stance because I love this medium, and I do remember and I think of the people that brought it to me. There's a lot of people that made that game, mm-hmm. fucking broke their fingers against the keyboard because they loved it and they're mm-hmm. passionate about it because they wanted someone like me and you to love it too. Mm-hmm. And that's hard. It's a really hard thing to just be like fuck this fuck this company mm-hmm. walk away mm-hmm. and i'm totally empathetic to that i'm not telling people to just say like fuck blizzard forever never buy one mm-hmm. of their games but it is totally within your right right to do that yeah i, I actually respect it if yeah. you're capable of doing of that, doing that yeah. i'm fucking weak like the people who are like already like canceling their um, what blizznet accounts mm-hmm. and, and all that stuff like i respect it if you can cleanly walk away from it like i i still love these products at the end of the day to like you know, and stuff that happened in the past with studios, like the stuff that happened with um, Bioware and like all the crunch there and the stuff that happened with Red Dead. Like when sure. Red Dead came out, like I still wanted to buy Red Dead. I still wanted to play it. I was more cognizant of those issues going into it. And I think I'm more likely to spend with my dollar now as a result. But like still, I kind of like I want to play the games I want to play. You know, I think it just helps. It helps me be more conscientious of it. Yeah. I think so. And I, th- I think having the discussion is the most important thing because this is not a conversation we would have had 20 years like, ago. I try to make it in terms of this argument too, like in terms of like, uh, you know, the meat industry and stuff like that. <laughs> no, I'm not going to go like full vegan because I know like how awful like, you know, animal practices and farms and stuff like that. But I will definitely like, you know, I'll go for cage free eggs, you know, stuff sure. like that. I'll make like decisions based off of my meat spending habits where I know like, hey, maybe these animals were treated a little more fairly. You know, I'm not going to go full vegan because I still like the taste of meat. You know, I still like eating a fucking hamburger or chicken, but I'm going mi- to spend my dollar a m- little more conscientiously is what I'm yeah, trying to get and at, I, you know? <laughs> I think it's those small steps that start to make a difference. And I think that's what gets noticed as well. Yeah, there, there's there's a whole spectrum of ways of voicing uh, your dissatisfaction. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, I, I think that's there, too. But again, I do. I do respect the extremists. You no, know, I, I do respect you. I was like, God damn, like you're going to fucking just scratch up uh, Overwatch and like throw it out the mm-hmm. window. You're a better man than me. <laughs> you're a better gamer than me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but, you know. Oh, and then final note. Uh, liberate Hong Kong. Liberate Hong Jesus Kong. Jesus Christ. <laughs> also, we didn't get to say it, and it's going to make a uh, little sense if we don't say it now, but May from Overwatch is actually used as, is being used as an icon for the revolution. That is right. Yeah. That is right. They're hoping they actually get her censored in China. That's crazy. Which is going to be a very difficult thing for Blizzard. They're like, <laughs> yeah, like one of our main around. characters, like have her censored. God damn it! <laughs> but they're doing images of her with like the eye patch. You were saying about the the girl who had right. been like, you know, had yeah, a, injured. Yeah, I injured. Yeah, I don't know if she lost it or not. Mm. I'm pretty sure she did. <laughs> yeah, but crazy. I that's that's super interesting to like kind of um what hijack an icon mm-hmm. in order to to use them as like but this has happened in the past before it's happened through like iconography and yeah and symbols yeah, true. before definitely definitely it's i just, can't think of any offhand i know it's happened i just love that 2019 i live in a fucking year where may from overwatch is being used as a symbol of revolution it's beautiful yeah it is be- art transcends the medium at this point it's just <laughs> What is this life? <laughs> what is this life, Daniel? We live in a society. Oh, <sighs> Joker. <laughs> now, let's get to something a little lighter in tone. Uh, we're going to be talking about the PlayStation 5. We are Sony cucks. Did they call it the PS5? 
Yeah. How lazy. Yeah, actually, Sony reveals the PlayStation 5 is called the PlayStation 5. Oh, wow. <laughs> Fucking hell. Damn it, Jim Ryan. Where's your creativity? Shocker and shocker street. Look out. All right. So president and CEO of Sony Interactive Entertainment, Jim Jam Ryan, took to the PlayStation blog to provide updates on the company's next-gen plans. The next PlayStation will be called the PlayStation 5 and will release holiday 2020. Drop the the. Just PlayStation 5. Nice. It's cleaner. It's kind of <laughs> I love it. Jim Jam admitted that, quote, these updates may not be a huge surprise. Y- yeah, Jim. <laughs> but we wanted to confirm them for our PlayStation fans, end quote. In the post, he highlighted two key innovations regarding the new controller that will ship with units. Apparently, they're not calling it the DualShock 5 just yet, but they're probably going to call it the DualShock 5. <laughs> I want you to keep that in mind. Quote, We're adopting haptic feedback to replace the rumble technology found in controllers since the fifth generation of consoles. With haptics, you truly feel a broader range of feedback. So crashing into a wall on a race car feels much different than making a tackle in the football field in real life as well, Jim. Hmm. Uh, you can even get a sense for a variety of textures when running through fields of grass or plants through mud end quote i had no idea what they meant by haptic technology so like when i read into that a little more i'm like oh that's kind of cool it's just like a terminology for feedback yeah i think yeah. the xbox one controllers advance their like feedback like mm. the 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 triggers on the controllers like f- feel different depending on like the rate of fire so like this is like kind of an evolution on that concept mm. uh the second edition is what jimmy jamsky calls adaptive triggers actually so it sounds like they're following in in that pursuit okay he says quote developers can program the resistance of the trigger so that you can feel the tactile sensation of drawing a bow and arrow, <laughs> or accelerating an off-road vehicle through rocky terrain. In combination with the haptics, this can produce a powerful experience that better simulates various actions, end quote. I want to put this on my dick. <laughs> <laughs> Haptic ejaculation. <laughs> I'm going to be playing Borderlands 4. <laughs> Catch your ride! <laughs> Wow. Listen, man, you make it vibrate, I'm going to put myself in it. Or I'm going to put it it in me. me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just speaking for the gamers, dude. I'm sure that's what Jim Ryan wanted. I'm speaking for the gamers. A lot like one of our episodes, we talked about somebody using the res vibra control thing. Mm and putting it on their uh well jilling off with it <laughs> essentially off, i think yeah, i was gonna say putting it on their pussy but well yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so you know come on let's get real jim let's get real what's gonna happen with these dual shocks so make sure the battery life lasts a while <laughs> i'm gonna play all the racing games and just fucking put it on my my man spots there we go there we go <laughs> gran turismo eight man spots <laughs> so jimbo slice and lead architect mark cerny sat down with wired to discuss the playstation 5's capabilities cerny clarified that the console has quote ray tracing acceleration in the gpu hardware end quote instead of a software level fix as online commenters feared proving that i have very different fears than tech twitter does (laughs) like what okay (laughs) i was like what i was like who's ray (laughs) (laughs) yeah Cerny also commented that the PS5 solid-state drive won't just make the console faster. It'll make it more efficient. Ooh. Current hard drives have to seek data in order to read information, an act that may take milliseconds but adds up the more data it's forced to seek. This causes developers to duplicate information, whether it be art assets or in-game particle effects, to minimize the amount of seeks a hard drive has to perform. This duplication of information is why video games nowadays have 100 gigabyte install sizes. 
to make them run faster. That's why they're so big, Daniel. Interesting. Because of the hard drives that we have today. Mm. The Wired article says, quote, the SSD sweeps away the need for all of that duping. So not only is its raw read speed dramatically faster than a hard drive, but it saves crucial space, end quote. Imagine that shit. We won't have 100 gigabyte installs anymore? What? Sounds fake. I'm not going to hold my breath on that one. Uh, Me neither, but still. (laughs) Like, fuck. But you get to play around with your data far more than you ever Mm -hmm. could. PlayStation is also changing their approach to how players access this data. Instead of treating games as kind of a one big chunk of memory, PS5 will allow you to install parts of a game for direct access. Imagine a world where you only install the multiplayer portion of a game to save on storage space, or installing a full game and deleting the single-player campaign after you're through with it. Right? The UI interface will also see massive improvements like the ability to see which part of a game friends are playing, what missions you can join, and even rewards you'll receive for a given mission. So a lot more like kind of customization and notifications for like what's happening in a game mm-hmm. and what can you do. Imagine just like going exactly where somebody is in a game rather than going to like the start menu, like Borderlands, for yeah. instance. I went to the start menu, I had to find a game, join a game. No, you can be like I'm going to be in Pandora with my boy. Yeah. They're in the middle of a raid mission or a boss fight. I'm going to join them right then and there. Boom. Yeah. Just like that. Like, I don't think the instancing is going to be instantaneous, but it's going to be a lot more streamlined than it was. Yeah. I think it's going to be a lot more interesting. And I want to see devs play with that concept rather than thinking of their game as like one big holistic, like it's just a chunk you got to fight your way through. Imagine that they do stuff like that where it's like, hey, or even piecemeal a game and go, hey, Call of Duty comes up, spend 30 bucks, you get the multiplayer, and that's it. It makes me wonder if, like, all these games, in terms of, like, being able to jump in with your friends like that, if they're all functioning in, like, a suspension sort of way. Like, mm-hmm. with the applications are always kind of running in one way or another. Hmm. To where you can quickly jump in and out. Or it's just maybe the applications are that quick to to start just because of the way they're ingrained with like the gpu yeah i I think it's the way that the the data is being like accessed or stored and i think the hard drive seems to be like our blocker right now Mm. whereas an ssd is kind of like our our gateway through that kind of solid state so i think we talked about this before they're kind of expensive yeah they're super expensive yeah so They, they for sure are um and they don't even optimize like current technology like this is optimized to use it mm-hmm. right so awesome now however daniel it's not all high fives in solid state drives <laughs> <laughs> at sony however at the same time this new ps5 info was released a round of layoffs hit sony interactive entertainment in europe dozens of employees were let go in an attempt to unify the different branches of sie Paired with this, chairman of Sony Worldwide Studios Sean Layden abruptly exited the company at the beginning of the month after 30-odd years with Sony. The only comment regarding his departure was made on the official PlayStation Twitter stating, quote, His visionary leadership will be greatly missed. We wish him success in future endeavors and are deeply grateful for his years of service. Thanks for everything, Sean! End quote. Rumors of internal strife between Jimothy Ryan and Layden have circulated, but have not been substantiated. Sounds like they have a lot of internal power struggles going over mm-hmm. there. The the top rumor being that um, Jim's view on crossplay is very different than what Layden was mm-hmm. into. Layden liked the idea of, like, let's unify gaming. Yeah. And Sean, or I'm sorry, not Sean, but uh, Jimothy said, no. Mm-hmm. Jim Jam goes, no, we own the keys. We are the ones that they go to. The gamers want us. Yeah. I think it was kind of like an American psycho moment, you know, <laughs> like between them and like a boardroom. Yeah. You know, they're, they're comparing like fucking business cards. Right. Sean Lane's fucking sweating. He knows. He knows. The tides have changed, man. Mm-hmm. People are protesting in Hong Kong. May is a fucking revolution symbol. This fucking guy, he is the old world mentality. Mm-hmm. The old world. I don't know about this Jimmy. I don't know about this Jimmy guy. Everything I hear about Jimmy, I'm like, 
you just sound like a fucking like cookie cutter business fuck man mm-hmm. you don't sound like you actually really give a shit about like where playstation goes or does yeah, or, or like what the playstation has represented in years past where i feel like sean right. Layden, it's definitely been two different mentalities but i feel like he's tried to preserve what that console has been throughout like the lifespan of like the ps3 and ps4 and and deliver like great single player experiences and narratives and i feel like jim ryan is more of a let's think like xboxes let's expand our horizons let's think bigger um i actually i thought he was on the side of crossplay a little more i i was under the impression that he was against it yeah I, apparently Layden was the one who was really about it but oh, he okay. was the one that had to like uh tote the corporate line and be like yeah it's unsafe for kids yeah <laughs> like some okay. shit like that but I, yeah. I know jim ryan has more of an emphasis on wanting to kind of broaden their like multiplayer market and stuff like that and kind of step yeah away from like first player he, he's definitely very it seems like he's very fascinated in the service side of yeah. gaming which makes me nervous uh, the ea kind of mentality behind how games should function which mm. is like yeah it's a nervous thing because i feel like sony has become an institution in recent years because they have such terrific terrific single player content mm-hmm. right like that's their identity and yeah. that's what they forge they say we are the high tier uh gaming platform that has these huge triple a experiences and jim ryan's sitting there going like why can't there be a multiplayer in god of war and it's like because that fucking kills what it is mm-hmm. And he disagrees because he's looking at all these metrics to say, no, the gamers love the Fortnites and uh-huh. the fucking Minecrafts and the whatever the fucks. Do this to every game. Mm-hmm. Make Apex Legends exclusive. Right. <laughs> like that kind of shit. And it's like, nah, dude, that's, it's not, it's not the direction I would go with, man. Not mm-hmm. the direction. So I, I'm, I'm excited for the technology of PS5. Sure. I'm a little less excited for like what's going to happen with, well, their game lineup. Mm-hmm. What's going to happen with how they like approach... Uh, games as a service yeah i do think we still have a few good years of like sean Layden's ideas in place mm-hmm. i feel like until like 20 maybe 2022 we're still gonna see the last of his decisions go through oh yeah the maybe. ghost of sean Layden will still be felt yeah exactly still be felt. but then we're gonna see this maybe mid-generational shift maybe when like cloud gaming becomes more of a thing maybe when stadia starts booting and, and being a little more of a presence in the the gaming sphere maybe they'll be like okay we need to make harder decisions we need to catch up with xbox in that regard we need to play right. like stadia is playing you know but it's like, it makes you think, right? We lost Reggie. We mm. lost uh, Layden. Philly Philly Spence is the only one out there. And <laughs> maybe, maybe these are the chess pieces moving very slowly because it's a years-long game in business, mm. always is. We're going to see a flip next generation. Mm. Xbox becomes the place to play yeah. again. While, while fucking PS5 is stepping on their own dick with their haptic feedback, right? Listen, when you play the game of Thrones, you either win or you die. It's true. Yeah. George R.R. wrote that. <laughs> yeah. He didn't write anything else beyond book six, but you know. <laughs> I mean, that's why Elden Ring is being toted on Microsoft, so. Hmm. Oh, oh. Think about it, think about it. I won't. <laughs> <laughs> no, so it, it's interesting. Again, we'll, we'll see where this all goes. Mm-hmm. Oh, God, I love this industry. But, let, let me, let Boy, how do I love this industry? Haptic tech, SSD. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Blue ray tracing. Does it get you hyped for PS5? I think like you're not much of a tech guy. I'm not much like of a tech guy, but I am. I am definitely somebody who appreciates quality of life features. Mm. And if you could reduce loading times mm. and the amount of storage being eaten up, those are just like yeah. I appreciate stuff like that. Whereas maybe other people don't notice that. I notice right away going like, dude, I'm not waiting fucking like ten minutes in between matches or anything like that. Like it's mm. happening right away. That's really cool. I think the unfortunate thing is like when when technology improves, we get used to it, mm-hmm. and then it becomes the expectation. That's that that's mm-hmm. the biggest problem with like improvements. You know, people don't even standard. If you do everything right, nobody realizes anything like good happened at all. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, dude, you remember? Think about where we were sitting in fucking elevators because the game was tricking us because it was in a loading screen yeah. essentially, fucking Mass Effect style. 
we're going to move into a world where that doesn't happen. Everything is seamless and it's all one. Mm -hmm. It's all loaded at the same time. It's pretty crazy. Fucking awesome. You know? Like, so I like that kind of shit. Mm -hmm. I like that. Excited. Yeah, no, I'm definitely excited about all, all the quality of life stuff. Like, fuck yeah, give me a more premier gaming experience, obviously. Yeah. Make it all run faster. The shit they were showing with, um, to Wired with Spider Man for the PS4 and PS5 was kind of awesome. Like, how quickly it was all loading in world. Like, less than seconds, you know? Yeah, that's, that's amazing. That's wild. That's amazing. No one's going to care. We're going to get used to it after a year, <laughs> you know? Yeah, but then it's going to make going back to, like, our PS3 or going to other consoles, like, unbearable. Real hard. <laughs> like, fuck. It's going to be real hard. I, I gotta tell you, I'm, I have difficulty going back to, like, PS1 games and stuff. I'm just like, this looks mm-hmm. like balls. I can't. I can't do it. Or there are even some, like, current-gen games that take forever to load, and I'm like, really, though? Why am I waiting? Yeah, I'm like, what you doing? What like... you doing in the background, dog? <laughs> you remember Bloodborne when it came out? That shit, like, when you died, it punished you even more. Like, mm-hmm. okay, go get a drink. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> go get yourself a Diet Pepsi. <laughs> it's gonna be wild. Or, like, any Bethesda game was awful with that. Like, oh, for fucking Skyrim. Like, those load screens were oh, forever because they're loading the whole fucking world. Yeah, you think SSDs is, is gonna solve uh, Bethesda's next generation? Nah. No. 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 no there's no, no fixing them, huh? <laughs> Ain't no fixing them, no, huh? those SSDs have mold in them. We're fucked. Nah, nah. So, any, like, thoughts for, like, PlayStation 5 that... I know we, we, we always talk about, like, what do you want from it? But for me, it's like... Like, what, what would truly excite you that they, like, announce tomorrow? That you're like, oh, shit. In terms of, like, a launch lineup or, like, in Not terms of a launch feature lineup, set. Just, like, a feature set that you're just like, oh, uh, shit. I think they already kind of did it, honestly. Like, the thought that backwards compatibility is going to be a main baked-in feature has been something I've been screaming for right. for such a yeah. long time. Like That's a big win. Yeah, like, the fact that they kind of dropped it with the PS3 and then kept doing it with the PS4, I'm just like, come on. Like, that was one of the coolest parts of owning a PS2 for me, the fact that it could pop in PS1 games, you know? And also the fact that it was, like, a DVD player. You, you know what's so <laughs> funny? Like, I could tell, like, you've been so conditioned by the whole, like, we're, we're just fucking forgetting the last generation we can't have any parody with it mm-hmm. that like you were you've been making statements like oh yeah you know maybe they'll do like a port of final fantasy 7 remake and i was like why yeah it's backwards compatible yeah, yeah, yeah. they have no reason to fucking port it over mm-hmm. and, it, and it does automatic like <laughs> uprising and everything like, like that it's, to 4K. it's gonna run better on the yeah. ps5 anyway so it's like they have no reason to be like here's the ps5 edition of final fantasy 7 for a fucking game that comes out in the same year hell no <laughs> it is interesting to see how that whole thing is gonna change yeah. because like remasters and ports were such a big like money maker thing for companies like in between bigger projects yeah you can't remaster uh fucking what assassin's creed black flag anymore you know like it's there it's like just pop the disc in now so like, i'd like to see happen. them still try like i could imagine oh, them still doing ports and remasters like with bigger editions of the game somehow let's get the ps6 yeah let's get the ps6 and start remastering fucking ps4 games but that that's honestly probably like one of the biggest selling points for me like i was gonna buy it anyway because i like fucking i like my sony consoles obviously i have all of them except the first one in this room um and yes yeah, so that was a ps1 awesome. in this house no or a ps3 plays ps1 yeah exa- my ps2 does it too so yeah, whatever um and then the other thing i'd like to see is like more twitch integration obviously yeah, yeah we always have um that. which you know i, I think if they want to have a little competition with microsoft in terms of their streaming uh ui and all that stuff like you know up their game their streaming is the future one way or another especially in terms of broadcasting games so give us a better feature set there they don't really have to do much to sell me, honestly. Okay. Like, I, like I said on episodes before, if you get it in at like an attractive enough price point, you're you got me on launch day. If it's a little more expensive, I'll probably wait a month. Obviously, like, yeah, I think four hundred to five hundred is probably like five hundred. Yeah, like that's the. I, I don't think this I, bitch is la- launching at four hundred at all. Mm. They can't. I don't think it's feasible whatsoever unless there there is a rumor that they're going to do two models, yeah, right? Yeah. One's high end, one's lower end, mm-hmm. and that's going to come out of the gate. It's not going to be like a mid-generation weight. Okay. They're going to be like, here's our pro right up front. Okay. Which one would you spring for? 
That's an interesting question. Mm-hmm. I feel like I would be more likely to spring for the lower end model, uh, especially like at the beginning of a launch. Because like, you know, those first launch consoles are always the one that are kind of like... A little buggy. A little buggy. Ejecting some discs yeah, here and there. Yeah, ground floor investors. Like when we bought our Switches night of, I was so reluctant. I was like, there's going to be something wrong with this. I got the drift on one of the Joy-Cons. Exactly. So, yeah. but um, yeah. I, don't God, know. I got the drift, Daniel. <laughs> yeah. I would really have to wait and see what the price difference was okay. between their Pro. Um, but otherwise, uh, give me a good launch lineup. I think they're going to have an awesome one. I think it's probably going to be the most impressive Sony launch lineup in ever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I really, 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 Especially really... with like the whole idea of backwards compatibility. Like, oh, fuck, dude. Bloodborne 2. Okay, so we already know we're getting The Last of Us Part 2. We're getting Death Stranding. We're getting all that stuff at the end of like the PS4's life cycle. Yeah, so, so like the none of those are launch yeah, titles yeah. for the PS5. We've already stepped out the window. And I think that, Ghost of Tsushima might be a launch title. I They think they said it was supposed to come out in the PS4 generation. Oh my god, So why? it's got to be very tail end. Like maybe we're looking at that game like at, now. At, yo, at this like point... Like summer of 2020. No, at this point I would be like, save this for the PS5. It makes no fucking sense to come out for the PS4 if you want to get people on board of the new console. Mm-hmm. I get it. Bigger install base for PS4. Maybe mm-hmm. they have a version for both. I don't know. That's mm-hmm. going to be weird too, right? Because yeah. like, we've done a lot of that in previous generations. Here's Burnout Revenge for Xbox mm-hmm. and Xbox 360. And the Xbox One looks like Garbo. Yeah. <laughs> and they, I mean, they did it with some cool versions where it's like, here's, I don't know, this is different, obviously, but like The Last of Us and then like Same. The Last of Us Remastered. Yeah. yeah, I think it's a little different, it's, right? Because like, it wasn't like a simultaneous kind of thing mm-hmm. where it's like, oh god, Assassin's Creed Black Flag did that. Yes, yeah. Where it's like, oh, here's this ugly version for 360, or, and then here's this awesome one for PS4. They did it with Breath of the Wild for Nintendo where it came out on the Wii U and it came out on the Switch. Yeah, but those that's a little different too because the Wii yeah. U is as powerful as the Switch and vice versa. <laughs> it's tough because I... Yeah, 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 sure. yeah it's tough. Like, I, I think... Uh, this is the first time we're like facing that problem again, maybe. Yeah. And then, like, I don't know... I think obviously for a publisher, their choice is always going to mm-hmm. be make as much money as possible. So they're going to release versions for like a year. Yeah. You know, like two versions mm-hmm. of a game for a year. I do think though, we're probably slated for a lot of titles we haven't even like heard of yet. Like, or for maybe sure. they tease and then they're coming out. Like, I do think we're going to get Neo 2. I think we're going to get Bloodborne 2. Like you said, we're going to get a fucking Assassin's Creed. We're getting the game from Bluepoint. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, probably Knack 2, right? That's <laughs> the only thing. Three. Oh, Knack 3. Yeah, Knack 2. Three, already, man. Yeah, fuck. Knack 2 already happened. Mark Cerny made sure of it. <laughs> I must have blacked out during that. We all did. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know what else, uh, honestly, so that cool. I could expect from them in that first year. I would prepare for the worst when it comes to price. I yeah. would prepare for the worst. I think 550 Oh, five, now you're saying 550 I'm saying 550 I think 500 is the most reasonable okay. of it. 400 I think, is, is impossible unless there's no disk drive. Honestly. Okay. Honestly, like I, I can't imagine a scenario where they're like, it's 400. And if they do it, God damn. Thank you. The ghost of Sean Layden. Thank I you. I think we get a mid generation version that has, that launches without a disk drive. Do you think that's why Sean left? He was like, the only way to get this in at 400, I have to forfeit all everything I've ever made in 30 years of this company. I'll do it for the gamers. And he just like disintegrates as it happens. <laughs> His bank account dwindling. People are like crying. Jim is like, no. He's a martyr for the gamers. <laughs> it's 400. <laughs> All right, Daniel. I think that's it for thy news. Okay. A lot of interesting discussion there. Two big two big whoppers two right big there. Two big whoppers, yeah. man. Double decker there, right? Double decker. Now, I do want to talk about before we wrap up, um we've been playing some games. We talked mm-hmm. about it earlier. Mm-hmm. I want you to share your your exunt from the Borderlands world. What's that word? Exunt. Exunt? Exunt. Okay. 
Uh, yeah. Exunt? <laughs> is that my exit? What? I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, so you beat Borderlands 3 last night. How yeah, do you feel, gamer? I stayed up and made sure that I beat it, because I was like, there's no way I'm going to sit down and talk about Borderlands a third time without having beat it. Um, I feel like a weight has been lifted off my chest. It feels good to finally get the story out of the way. Because <laughs> I feel like I was... of the curse. I feel like I was playing it for like a month straight, really. Yeah. Um, but though I do... I, I did take a, like a week or so off to finish up Control and get the Platinum there, so that, that kind of sunk into my time a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, I think I liked the story a little more than I initially did. I, it obviously doesn't trump Borderlands 2. No. It doesn't come anywhere near Tales from the Borderlands for me. I still no. think it's the best fucking story that they, they've offered. Um, but it, it was serviceable. I like the fucking Clipso Twins. They didn't necessarily grow on me, but I definitely liked their ending arc a bit more mm-hmm. in terms of like you know how they relate to some of the other characters and and their purpose there and, and and what happened there. And I do really like the escalation with some of the the main cast members. Did did you like how both of them became Resident Evil like yeah. end bosses? Le- Resident Evil end boss. Like the last fight is like, am I playing Resident Evil fucking right. seven? What's happening right, right now? But For it, sure. That was cool. Um, I really didn't like the Troy boss fight. Like there's some no, of those boss sucked. fights are kind of like. Some of them have some of the coolest boss designs in all Borderline, Borderlands history. Aurelia, Lady, that was Lady awesome. Hammerlock. Yeah. That was a cool fucking fight. Or there's even one where you fight like a vault monster. And I'm like, holy shit, this is awesome. Like epic large scale shit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but some of them are just also like. Also slightly Resident Evil-ish, yeah, right? But, you can do a first person Resident Evil. Let's get Capcom. Wait a second. I think it might have happened. But a lot of them are honestly like they drop you into your arena and you're like, okay, you're fighting a boss. Oh no, the ground is electricity and you're getting bombarded by enemies and bullshit. Blah, 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 blah. It's all, it's all kind of the same in that. that yeah, aspect. yeah, yeah. But I I liked it. Um, I don't really know where the end game's going to take me. I know I just unlocked Mayhem Mode, mm-hmm. which allows you to kind of get like badass tokens and kind of build your character in the way that Borderlands 2 let you do from the beginning. In terms um, of like so upping the, so your stats, like attack or your shield recharge. Uh, yeah, the badass tokens do, mm-hmm. but Mayhem Mode specifically makes enemies way fucking harder, mm-hmm. and you have, like, three tiers to it from what I saw, mm-hmm. and, like, they have, like, special things, like, they're they're immune to, like, normal gunfire, so you always have to use elemental weapons yeah. and stuff like that. I've been I've been doing that because, like, the, the loot drops you get, it'll tell you, like, 300% uh, improvement over, like, rare loot drops. And Thank it's like, God. Oh, shit. Yeah, I've been getting my best fucking guns in Mayhem. Fuck. So I've been grinding that out in mm-hmm. order to do the Circles of Slaughter, because that's the last shit that I have to do. Mm-hmm. until i get that platy plat this will be the first borderlands i ever platinum and it's not even my favorite borderlands it's just the easiest one to platinum as uh, far as i am concerned. i mean we did tails tails counts yeah but i mean mainline yeah i really wanted a <laughs> platinum too because like i love the shit out of two but i didn't want to play it with each character no like, that was a little too much it was asking a lot of me a robust a robust trophy list let mm. me tell you what let me but tell that, you what that fucks me up though to think that like the best drops i'm gonna get after i beat the game after i spent like 30 hours with it because it's like come on i, I feel like the drops kind of suck in that game yeah like i get some weapons that i'm really really about but I'm doing, like, say I'm level 40, right? And I'm grinding and I'm fighting bosses, whatever. I'm getting drops for weapons that are below me that don't do nearly as much gray, damage as gray, they should at that gray, level. Gray, like, gray, green, gray, give gray. Me, like, it's Give annoying. me those epic drops. Give me the legendaries. Like, I feel like you should reward me for the amount of grind I'm putting in and for where I'm yeah. at in the game. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. I agree yeah. with that. I well, definitely whatever. agree with that. But, like, I think Mayhem kind of, like, fixes fixes that a little bit. Sure. But at the same time, it's you have to, like, wait until the end of the game to even mm-hmm. start that core. So, yeah, it's not, I don't know. It's a little weird. Maybe that's something that'll like improve over time mm-hmm. or i i don't know if i'll care 
because mm. I only plan on revisiting this game for like the DLC. I don't really see a big need to keep on continuously grinding and mm. stuff. I don't care about the loot that much. I, there's a few guns I like. I like Jacobs. Mm. I like the pistols and I like the snipers. I know what I like. I'm mm. not going to get some huge surprise of a gun that's fucking like made of needles or the Cerebral War from Turok or some shit. Like, oh, that was a dope I, gun. That was a dope ass gun, yeah. right? I'm mad I haven't seen any guns with legs like Randy promised. <laughs> there's a there's a few of them, but like, like more often the TDR guns when you throw them just like fucking dance around yeah, and yeah. like fire off and shit it's like a cool. like a fucking firework. I found a lot of guns that I really really like, and I think the uh, the children of alt weapons. That's a new weapon manufacturer type that's specific to yeah. this game. Yeah, where you have unlimited ammo, like you don't have to reload. You have mm-hmm. like a like specific amount of ammo that you run through until the gun is basically done, or you find more ammo for it. Yeah, those are neat. those are interesting, like, but they they tend to be like the kind of the scruffy guns yeah. of of the the series, and they overheat. Yeah, they overheat really quickly and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But they're, they're kind of useful. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm just trying to get through these fucking circles of slaughter, man. Yeah, it's we so d- hard. We did one on your stream the other night with Chelsea, and it's just like it was so fucking long. I don't remember them being that long. It's forever. Where it's like they break it into like X amount of rounds, but each round has a certain amount of waves. Mm-hmm. So you're really doing like probably like anywhere from twenty to thirty waves within all of it and like, like they don't give you a counter of like enemies like how many enemies are coming out you're mm-hmm. just like going through the wave and like i keep on looking up the screen and going like how the fuck is this only wave two mm-hmm. what the hell is happening i've been trying to do it by myself but like it it scales with players mm-hmm. with extra players like their health pool goes up and i'm just like dude this gets harder with more players what the yeah. hell i thought it, it would get to a point where you would out level the enemies in there but no it always scales with you god damn which it. sucks God damn it. <laughs> but yeah, it does. I'm just trying to get through it, man. That is my blocker. That is my blocker for the trophy. I just need to bear it. I've noticed like grinding out for the badass ranks because mm-hmm. you can keep on like upping gun damage and shield recharge and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Makes it easier because I every time I get a little bit further, but I'm like not there yet. Mm-hmm. I need to get there. Fuck. You're but close. Yeah, I'm so close. One trophy away. I've got some time to go with it. I still have like... I think I'm only at 50, 56% of the trophies, and I think I'm going to take a break for a minute, because like, I I feel sufficiently exa- burnt out on I, it. I feel like I've been playing it forever. Yeah. And it sucks, too, because like, some of the, the Talon worlds are some of the most interesting in the entire series, like uh, Eden 6, and then... Uh, I love Eden 6. Necrota- I love it there. Necrotopia, or whatever that place is called. Oh, Necrotop- uh, it's Necrotophail. Necrotophail. Like, that's such an interesting planet. the ugly dead. Yeah, it's such a cool place, but like, I was just running through it to get to the end of the game. And there's so much more I have to do in terms of, like, you know, zero's assassin hunt or like the beast marks and stuff like that did them all and like that'll be cool stuff to go back to but i I need like a few days away from it first in in trying to grind out for the trophy like getting like you know make sure you go to every area and get those trophies you realize how bad some of the maps are like some of the maps are just like yo the design sucks it's confusing Mm -hmm. even even like the in-game map doesn't help me get to these areas the map symmetry and like the display of it is awful yeah it's like it's out of sync or something like i'm rotating it like it's a fucking rubik's cube to find out where i need to go yeah (laughs) like i really realized it's like dude this is kind of convoluted map design for no reason Mm because all you really do is just blast fools in it so i don't know why you're making it like this fucking Mm -hmm. metroidvania style thing that has nothing to really find in it It's, it's yeah it's strange but like overall, I still like the game. Like, yeah. I know I talk shit about it all the time. No, I think and I, I do. I think it grew on me. But There's like some, some cool like mid game reveals and stuff that to do with some of the characters that I actually really dug. 
Um, I don't know how it serves. Like, if they were to stop with three, I don't know if it's like a proper send off for the the franchise. Like, I don't feel like it is. They could have left it off with two, and it would have been fine. I don't think it is, and it honestly does feel like kind of like a springboard for a part four. Like, yeah. there isn't anything that's really hanging, but it is. It does set up like here's a new generation of vault hunters that might be coming in. Yeah, but that's what they do with every game. They do with every game, right? Like, legit, you're gonna start off. Here's four new vault hunters who I, are out in the fucking wasteland I, trying to find that vault. <laughs> I will and, call. I will call this out. I have never cared about a generation of Vault Hunters less than the playable characters in this game. Mm. Maybe even pre-sequel. Fights that a little bit, but like Willem was cool. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And you knew Claptrap, so it was like easy. Yeah. But this generation, I'm like, I don't give a shit about any of these characters. Amaro's kind of cool, mm. but that's it. I'm like, I don't care. Like, I can't imagine a part four where we go to them as like quest givers because i was like oh yeah you (laughs) like that's how it's gonna feel right at least like there's a big fondness with like oh it's zero and Mm -hmm. he was used in other media like tales from the borderlands and stuff like that i think it's also the way in which they fleshed out those borderlands two characters within borderlands too like yeah yeah, like you are that character you're that vault hunter it's very first person that aspect there's not a lot of dialogue but you will come across their echo recorders that kind of gave them a little more backstory that's in this game but way harder to find yeah and i, I yeah i feel like i'm not getting it at all yeah like, me neither like, i only found like two of them okay moe's just reacts to certain things and says like oh badass like okay yeah you don't really have much dimension yeah there's, there's nothing here to really spring on mm-hmm. right you know it... but they're gonna do it anyway like you know that that next generation of all hunters <sighs> we're gonna be going tomorrow we're gonna be going to fucking uh moe's whoever else is in the game yeah. well hopefully it's less buggy next generation with yeah. the ssd all right exactly i got another game for you man Mmm, Link's Awakening Remake. I am playing Link's Awakening Remake. I bought it before my plane trip to NYC. Played mm-hmm. it on the plane a bunch. Mm-hmm. It's fun. It's, it's it's charming. It's I a charming, fun it. game. Yeah. It's not overly difficult, so it's not really that stressful of a game when I'm playing it. Sure, I get lost here and there, mm-hmm. but it's got these fucking neat little things to it. Like, I got Bow Wow, my chain chomp, <laughs> who eats my enemies and hangs out with me. I love that. He's your first line of defense, man. He's my, he's he's my best friend in the game. I don't feel like I'm alone in a Zelda game for once. I'm like, hey, buddy, then you have to turn him in again. I was say like, until you are sad again yeah i got like, sad when i get you can go like a quite a quite a way with him but like right. the second you go back to his owner like she takes i know him back. but yeah apparently it's a through and through remake so mm-hmm. it's all like top-down perspective mm-hmm. it plays like the old classic zelda link to the past mm-hmm. uh link to the past style yeah yeah you know it feels like that it feels great uh I mean, there's some cool quality of life stuff that they've improved here and there, obviously. Fast travel. Fast travel. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, and then even like the pinging system on the map, like allowing you to have like custom yes. like waypoints is pretty neat. Yes. That's so cool because I do get really forgetful. I'm old and I drink a lot. So mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm not going to remember that I can fucking use a, a bomb on one of the walls. Well, even to like the, the mapping of the controller is awesome for like having different items. Like, I think this is like the biggest one because yeah. like you think back to the Game Boy, it was just like what the A and the B button mm-hmm. and the fucking um, D pad really. Gamers but, really oppressed back then. Yeah, but like, uh, and you all you really could do was like you could equip your sword and then like one other item. But like with this, you can equip two items. You can have your sword, you can have your shield, and you can do so much simultaneous stuff. My jump is awesome. The jump is dope. The jump like, is so fun. Yeah. I love solving puzzles where like I think I can jump that. I can jump that. Yeah, and those <laughs> were things that before used to be like things that you'd have to equip, and now they're just kind of built into your character. Yeah, like that yeah. and the power bracelet. It's like, really cool such like awesome quality of life things that yeah, make it so much more and it enjoyable. reminds me i really fell in love with a link between worlds because that was honestly my first introduction to top-down classic oh, really? i didn't really play uh like the uh, snes one or the nes ones mm-hmm. at all like i ocarina was my first okay. and that's what i was used to but i love the shit out of that game and this this game's reminding me of everything that i loved about that game mm-hmm. i was like oh fuck charming art style the, the arts design is really cool the level design is neat mm-hmm. I, I love it i do have some qualms there uh-huh. are some qualms sure frame rate problems galore 
Like, yeah. everywhere I go. I don't know what the problem is. Is it loading too much of the game at once is the issue? Because mm-hmm. every time I'm walking through, like, a new area, it just, like, stutters, and it really impacts it. And I, this is talking docked or undocked. It does it. Mm-hmm. And I was kind of, like, surprised. I was like, even docked, dude? With that extra power boost? Mm-hmm. Like, what's happening here? So that that's the only thing that's really been annoying me about the game. And really, that's it. And maybe the other qualm that we kind of touched on earlier is that I feel like I'm going, like, blazing through it. Like, dungeons mm. are super short. Boss fights are super easy. I've already, like, killed five bosses. And I'm mm. like, how much game do I have left that I spent $60 on? Yeah. You know? I mean, there are eight main dungeons. Oh, no. Yeah. I've done, With some, like, like, little mini dungeons in between. So I've done, like, half of the game. And yeah. I haven't even really been, like, consistently playing it. Like, you sat down, like, two days straight. You could probably, like, fell this game. Especially for you, since you actually remember <laughs> this game. I mean, it's coming back to me in waves. Like, I haven't played it since, like, the Game Boy Color. So it's been a long-ass time. Um, I didn't end up getting it on the um, the virtual console when they had it on like the Wii. Um, I did play a bit of Links to the Past on that. Though. Did you play the DX one? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and with that one, there's an extra dungeon, which is cool. And this is the one that that's based off of, um, which is pretty neat. But like, it's for me, a lot of it is like muscle memory in terms of just knowing Zelda games. Like the puzzle solving sequences are pretty fucking easy. Like yeah. usually, you know, there's one of two ways out of a room if the door is locked. You either have to fucking kill all the enemies, light all the torches, or kill all these enemies in a certain order. Yeah. Like there's a sequence yeah. of events that you usually have to do, and it's not like it's not super complicated. No. And I think that's why it's so easy to blaze through because it's like we're so used to like we're indoctrinated by how zelda dungeons function and work right you know? it's, I mean, it's actually an easier version of zelda because it was like yeah. a game boy game it's, exactly. you know like you know uh, breath of the wild had some actual head scratchers sometimes mm-hmm. where you're like what the, where the fuck do i go with this because it's all like it's new physics introduced mm-hmm. to that game this one is like classic ass zelda i think the only place where it gets a little obtuse is in like the overworld where it's like you're like okay where am i supposed to go or maybe you missed a conversation with the character that leads yeah. you to your next like point of interest or like another item that you might need yeah there's like no big indication where it's like uh, unless the owl shows up and goes like go back to the fucking beach mm-hmm. like you know that yeah i don't really know that oh i gotta go to a castle mm-hmm. <laughs> like that kind of thing yeah i like, so yeah you're right that gets a, that gets a bit up i mean they do the a thing lot of after... backtracking in this game yeah which is totally totally classic for zelda games and mm-hmm. it, it feels like kind of like a like a metroidvania in that sense where it's like you go back around to the beginning of areas with new items and you can explore more and i can lift find, pots like, yeah to find like fucking secret areas or heart yeah. containers or seashells and it's super neat like i don't know it's it's really cool to kind of like take your head off like from like these bigger triple a experiences and play mm-hmm. something that's just kind of like a charming throwback to a game that's like 26 years old at this point it's intrinsically zelda oh uh, and the music through and through the music is so good oh the the orchestral Fuck, versions of like the classic themes are so fucking good dude it. the music is amazing in this mm-hmm. game like I, I love getting to the main area like uh near the starting area because mm-hmm. it plays that classic theme and it's like yo this is the dopest version and like they do kind of um some side scrolling elements too that are kind of right. like akin to like uh, like mario because there's like a lot of mario characters which and, is also a surprise yeah. so there's like an underground theme but like they do like an underground theme and it's got this like live drum feel and it's like this so cool good. little guitar and i'm like this is nice this it, is really really it's nice. so good it, it's really hard to be like level any criticism at this game besides performance i think this mm-hmm. game is great yeah <laughs> this game is great through and through i like you literally look at it and go like i i can't say anything negative it's like looking at fucking kittens it's like i can't hate mm-hmm. this kitten <laughs> it's yeah. like you love it it's great well it's well they didn't, they didn't remake a bad zelda game they exactly. remade like one of the better ones so it's like yeah you're gonna find everything to love about <laughs> they it they did do a cdi remake here. <laughs> exactly. yeah they, they went for uh one of the best you're right you're right mm-hmm. so top recommendation there i can't wait to get through more of it but mm-hmm. um I, i've been like focusing my time here and there you know like 
Borderlands. Borderlands has been like your main bread and butter when you sit down with the game. Yeah, because I'm, I'm really just trying to grind out for that trophy. That's mm-hmm. it. And then I'm done with it. I, I'm telling myself it's like I'm probably not going to play this game the rest of the fucking year if I beat it. Besides mm-hmm. maybe the Halloween event. Right? That's it. Yeah. I don't know. I think, like I said before we sat down, I think it'd be cool to... Uh, take on like the circles of slaughter after the fact or do like, these events and dlcs with each other with our like fucking maxed out characters because like i don't know we we started a, a separate playthrough where we all picked up a new character from the ground up but like let's go with our maxed out characters let's just fucking wreak havoc yeah know? i don't like playing as most at all i i've liked her more and more as i stuck her out obviously because i don't know as you upgrade your skill trees like you feel more powerful and like they give you more ability sets within it so like there's a perk where it's like after you use the mech you jump out of it and it's still there for a little bit so yeah, i noticed that I, I was I was like I saw you go down and I was like what the hell's going on yeah. your, your mech has its own mind yeah it's pretty dope yeah. so um yeah no I feel you there after you get that platinum you're probably done for a while yeah yeah what are, you gonna, games? what are you gonna move on to next though I think this month the one that I'm most excited about is the Outer Worlds mm. which you know I I think it's gonna be more kind of like what I was lacking from Borderlands the very like agency in the story is gonna be there for mm. me in that game so awesome. Um, other than that, Luigi's Mansion 3, my spooky boy. I'm going to guide him through that hotel and we're going to wrangle them goddamn ghosts and we're going to have a great time with <laughs> our gooey friend. It comes on out Halloween? on Halloween. Yeah, oh, yeah. that's dope. It comes out on Halloween Day. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Weird. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, whatever else pops up this month. There are not too many this month. It mm. seems like November has uh, yeah. more of them. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to skip on Luigi's Mansion probably. Like, if you get it physically, I'll play it. I'll borrow it from you. What's but... your next one? I don't. I think Outer Worlds. Honestly, I know. I know Outer Wilds is coming out too, which I'm kind yeah. of interested in. Yeah, it sounds uh, it's like a puzzle game on kind of a loop, but it's got like a narrative to it too. But Outer Worlds, um, I've never played an Obsidian game that I can recall. Everybody talks about New Vegas being like one of the best like fall games. That's what I hear. So I'm really, really stoked to see like what they do here and like this gen with like you know a new studio behind them and everything. So mm-hmm. yeah. I don't know. I'm stoked. We'll see. We'll yeah. see. Daniel, hmm. I'm getting tired. You getting tired? I'm getting tired. Yeah, you, you drank your coffee like really fast. Really fast. I'm running out of energy. Uh, and we, we already leveled we leveled Blizzard. Mm-hmm. We leveled Jim Jam. We, mm-hmm. we we talked about Zelda. We went we, we went everywhere. I did yeah. stand up routine. This, oh I forgot about that. This was a big episode, dog. It was. This was a big episode. I think we need to land this mothership. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Let's land this bad Let's boy. Let's fucking do a fucking three fifty, three sixty grind slide into a very old Ollie and, and land that Tony Hawk style. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I don't know what i just said but let's do it what happened to extreme sports games they just fucking died off man mm. we don't have our ssx's anymore yeah we don't have our tony hawks they're hey, all Blue gone Point. remake ssx wouldn't that be crazy <laughs> that it's like we're remaking tony hawk pro skater 3 <laughs> like what the fuck that'd be awesome it's going to be an epic open world odyssey where uh-huh. you can skate all of america <laughs> what the fuck <laughs> i would be so in i'd be like give me the most expensive ps5 <laughs> <laughs> I want it. give me the gold coated one. Oh my god <laughs> no thank you for your ears as always mm-hmm. we appreciate you we appreciate our save room community thank mm-hmm. you save roommates you guys are awesome if you want to hit us up on twitter that is our main avenue for communication with y'all mm-hmm. you can find us at save room show okay kill um we are going to be doing some spooky things going into the latter half this month we're going to be doing i don't know if we're going to do like as a special or a quick save we're going to do a special but we're going to do uh (laughs) we're basically watching silent hill and resident evil one and like the movies we're going to do a fucking side-by-side comparison of them yeah we're doing versus Um, one and we're probably going to do some spooky streams coming up so if you guys have any suggestions over some horror games you want to see i already did the last of us but if you want to see kevin do it have him do it i don't know (laughs) yeah wow if you want to see him do it just you know just just tell him to do it um just 
I wish we could do Dead Space. I think that'd be really, really cool. There's not a good way to play currently through our means. Mm-hmm. But we did get some requests for, I guess, Left 4 Dead, so maybe you'll see that. Unless I get it for 360, mm. pick up Dead Space, because I think some of them are backwards compatible on the Xbox. Yeah, I think they are. But we'll look into that a little bit. But yes. We'll look into it, Get gamers. excited for some fucking spooky Halloween content from your favorite boys. Yay! All right. You sound tired, too. It's it's weird. It's early. It's early, like, right? We got it done. It's, it's 3 o'clock we got right it done. now. We We've done a, a lot of later ones in the I past I need another weeks. coffee. You need That's another coffee. I need another <laughs> coffee, coffee dude. Starbucks. Let's fucking inject him with some more fucking <laughs> pumpkin spice. <laughs> Shove an entire pumpkin spice up his ass. All right, guys. Thank you. Liberate mm-hmm. Hong Kong and have a beautiful day. That couldn't have said it any better. Good night. Good night.